Howdy. This is Vosh. You may know me from the YouTube channel, Vosh, where I livestream. Most of it's garbage, but sometimes the good bits get uploaded here. This is Previously Live. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okie dokie. It's actually funny, you know, timing-wise, because uh, just a little bit ago, I was checking through my email. And you know, you know those uh, pay five, ten bucks or whatever and will write so-and-so on uh, Ukrainian ammunition before it gets fired off at the Vatniks? Um, I think I've vaguely heard of that practice. I can't say I've researched it in depth. Oh, one of my uh, fans got one of them... Um, rockets to say from Vosh and his NATO allies. It's really cute. Well, um, flowers on it too. Sounds uh, heartwarming. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, someone's going to appreciate it. Oh, my yeah. Twitter's not loading right now. Just before we begin, I know I, I said this to you on our uh, message uh, exchange, but just for the benefit of people watching, um, you know, my genuine uh, intent in having this conversation with you and Pretty much having every conversation that I have on the on the internet, or even off the internet for that matter, uh, especially on you know topical subjects, is to stay as close to the substance as possible. Um, no desire to obviously attack you personally. I know obviously you know, everybody, including myself, uh, can be a bit uh, acidic on say Twitter at times. Uh, but you know, I, get, my genuine view is that you know, given the grave importance of this issue uh i'm going to stri strive to you know keep it totally uh on the substance and i'm actually interested uh sincerely into a better understanding your perspective so we can of course you know disagree or what, ha what have you but um you know one of my sort of reasons for accepting the uh demands of your followers and <laughs> they are very uh, insistent they are which i congratulate them for uh, but you know one of my you know so one of my objectives in, in having this conversation is that I, I do actually want to better understand you know your your view so anyway yeah well maybe we can figure out how to avert nuclear war together god willing um yeah, so you can, you can convene a peace summit and sing kumbaya hopefully by the end Oh, we can only hope. If there ever would be one, it would be in the Kremlin. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess the main issue, I mean, to, to just sort of get right to it, is that it seems like um, right now you post something upwards of four, maybe five thousand tweets a day that are all essentially Not quite just... that many. But I, I'll, I'll admit that I've been, uh, been a bit involved. <laughs> I'm a live streamer. I'm in no position to judge. Um, <laughs> say perhaps for their content because they've they're just i mean they're always like the russian line right um the the problem i have is it seems like ever since this war began there's been like a thousand ways of supporting the russian line on every conceivable issue but there's always a bunch of different ways to do it you know there are people who are open about it where it's like um yeah we support russia's annexation of ukraine because we're evil um and i love it when they're that honest and then there's this like okay, well, actually, NATO started this, and actually, like, these things were done by Ukraine, and actually, Russia's justifications here are legitimate, and actually, and actually, and actually, and now we're all the way to this point, right? And the new line right now is, well, we just had the Crimean Bridge get, uh, get uh, 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 murked, um, and we have the whole nuclear war business. And I don't, I just, I don't understand the perspectives that are being offered 
on this nuclear war aversion bid, you know? I mean, the person threatening nuclear war is Putin constantly, day in and day out, all the time. Hundreds of times a year he's been doing this, even more so now. So it seems like opposition to him is the only sensible way to avoid conflict on this. Okay, well, first of all, when you say that I've been, you know, parroting the Russian line or that I'm just echoing the Russian line, here's where I think that accusation against me would be valid. If you could demonstrate or anyone could demonstrate that on any given, you know, under any given circumstances, I deliberately chose to just seek out the, quote, Russian line, meaning, you know, the party line, as it would be called during the Soviet days, or, you know, some official venue for the promulgation of actual Russian propaganda, which, of course, exists. Uh, I mean, especially in wartime and the, the propagandistic, uh, you know, tendencies of all states, uh, not least Russia, invariably uh, intensify during wars, and this is a major war. Um, so, of, of course, it would be foolish to deny that Russian prop state propaganda exists. Um, so I think it would be valid if on, you know, on like some date, you know, pick a date out of thin air, like July 12th, I went to some Russian state uh, outlet and just sort of copy and paste it or just lifted some talking point that I didn't actually believe or that I didn't, you know, arrive at through my own independent reasoning and just put it out there because my, my uh, purpose is simply to advance the Russian war aim. And I just have to say, and I am not, hopefully people could just take my word for this. I'm not sure how I would prove it. Uh, but I genuinely have never sought out the quote Russian line on any issue uh, in that sense. Um, I, I rarely even frankly look at what the supposed Russian line is. I, mean, I don't consume Russian state media virtually at all. If I, the only time I really, I really consume content that comes directly from the Russian government is when, you know, there's a major speech or something or a press conference from a top official, just like I would for a Ukraine official or an American if official. If I could interject so. real quick, I don't mean where you get your sources from, because I don't know and I can't prove anything. I just mean that, like, if I recall correctly, you were one of the people saying that the, um, the West was warmongering when they were claiming that Russia planned on invading uh, Ukraine, which they did. You were one of the people who said that um, NATO expansionism up to Ukraine uh, was an instigatory factor and that Russia was acting out of a perceived self-defense. Uh, if I recall correctly, you made that claim. Can I just interject um, real quick? Because I would love it. I don't know if you have the, it in front of you, but I would love if you had... Terrorism. If, if, I, would, I would appreciate if you had... I don't know if you do. I mean, I mean and I wouldn't expect you to do like comprehensive research necessarily. Uh, but rather than like characterizing what you interpret me to have said about these things it would be preferable for me anyway if you could cite something or quote something um because i don't want to spend this entire conversation doing the routine where i, I say oh yeah i didn't say that or you didn't characterize that quite i was just trying because, to describe you know, what yeah. i meant by touting okay. the russian line i didn't mean you got okay. like you went to conferences and got your sources there i just mean that the prescriptive no, yeah. positions that you've arrived at have generally been ones that line up with the messaging from the kremlin but i don't want to because like it's 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 been like a solid eight months of war here to my memory you've been very consistent to that fact but it's immaterial either way we're at the point that we are now i mean the most recent hey, things let, that let i recall really quickly on that and then you can go on if it ever so happened that the quote-unquote line I took incidentally 
uh, accorded with whatever line was being taken by the Russian government. And it's hard to even really define what these lines are. But let's say that did incidentally happen at one point. You know, the alignment of what I'm saying incidentally with the Russian government would not be, it would not make whatever I'm saying ipso facto incorrect simply on the grounds of that alignment. Just as if I happen to say something that quote aligns with what the American government says or the Ukraine government says, that doesn't make what I'm saying incorrect just because by happenstance, what I'm saying aligns with what the government is saying. I'm right? not saying that so, you're I mean, inherently not, wrong. That, 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 sorry? I'm not saying you're inherently... So wait, the okay. goalpost moved a bit there. I'm not saying you're inherently wrong for having positions that line up with the public statements of the Kremlin. I think that those mm -hmm. are correlatively true because the Kremlin lies constantly and is wrong in almost everything that it says. But I don't think that's inherently the case. All these positions can be attacked individually based on their own okay. merits, so, not just so, for their so association. Let's, let's put it this way. If, like, uh, and I agree, of course, uh, uh, belligerent states, which Russia is, that are at war and are, you know, propagating their propaganda pursuant to the, their desire to cheapen up their war aims are always going to deceive. Um, but so let's say, you know, I don't know, 99% of what Russia says, and this is just, you know, a thought experiment, 99% of what Russia says as per its quote official line is a lie. And what I say, I don't know, aligns with something like 5% of it. I mean, I'm just, again, just throwing numbers out here just for the sake of illustrating this point. So does the, the fact that I therefore do not align with 94% of the quote unquote Russian lies, I mean, does that redound to my credit at all and kind of demonstrating that I'm not just this mindless parrot of whatever Russia happens to be no, saying? I, I, so to be clear, my issue here is not for itself, the alignment of your points. It's that okay, good. Well, that's good to establish, every, actually. It's that almost everything that you've said on Twitter that I have seen has been wrong. The fact that it lines up with okay, well, the propaganda. Well, well, hold, wait, 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 hold on. Because I, okay. I just, I just want to be clear. I'm happy to talk about any of these things individually. Okay, this okay. is a correlative thing. Putin lies all the time. Of course, warring governments are, are bound to be, um, you know, um, somewhat distrustful, regardless of their general moral disposition. But in this case, like these are fairly big lies. You know, the most yep. recent stuff that I recall, framing the attack on the Crimean Bridge as terrorism, uh, the nuclear war shenaniganry. And you kind of sort of understanding that the logical conclusion of saying America shouldn't provide arms to Ukraine would have been like, well, maybe we shouldn't have gotten involved in World War II as well. Which, well, I don't, I mean, uh, I don't say which, that which exactly, you, but I know what you're getting no, at. No, you said everything yeah. but that, right? You said like, um, well, maybe the Jews could have lived if we hadn't invaded, which is like kind of... No, weird. that's not what I said at all. It, we can get into that as well if you'd like, but that's not not all. Sure. Of wait. Okay. Wait. Out of um, curiosity, what what did you say then? Because you were posting. I mean, it's not just one tweet. Like, I mean, just, I mean, just, can I just ask you: Have you read? I know you've seen tweets of mine, which is fair enough. Have you read any of the like the many, many, many articles that I've written that expound on these points in in written form? Um, did they make the points much more convincingly than the tweets that were inaccurate? Well, I mean, just by nature of Twitter, it's a limited medium. So I'm just, I'm just curious, have you read any article of mine? Uh, on that particular subject, no. On any subject? Oh, I know I've read your articles in the past, but on the specific World War II American I, Jewish to Ukraine? Holocaust thing. Uh, I think I've read a couple of your articles on Ukraine, but that would have been more towards the beginning of the war. No, okay. not in the past couple That's of fine. months. Okay, um, and well, in terms of the World War II uh, stuff, um, 
Yeah, I, I'm not just trying to be self-promotional and like in advising you to read the article, but it would be helpful and to be, to better understand this point because I, I I grant that it's uh, it could be a very heated subject or it could be an emotionally you know fraught subject. So I I, I I'm not a, a dummy. I know why people can react strongly to it if you know I, they're doing what I regard to be a misconstrual of my my point. Do you which think is America what, should have yeah. intervened and participated in World War II? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm World War II. And I'm not dodging the question because this is exactly what I put in the article, right? And this is my whole point for to begin with. So this is not just me deflecting. This is the, the very reason I was even discussing this topic in the first place. The whole reason why I even got into this World War II like sort of tangent was because I'm sure I don't have to tell you that, you know, pretty much 24-7 in discussions of Ukraine and Russia and U.S. policy in the war, um, the analogy of World World War II is invoked, you know, as providing some kind of impetus for why it is that the U.S. should engage in interventionist policy now vis-a-vis -vis Ukraine, right? So people will say, oh, Neville Chamberlain is the world's most, uh, you know, dishonorable appeaser and any... Well, he did end up being wrong, of course. Okay, well, I mean, I'm just saying this is the kind of analogy that's brought up, or, you know, Hitler annexed the Sudetenland in 1938, and that's somehow comparable to what Putin is or isn't doing. So those analogies are in the ether all the time. So that is what, what prompted me to get into this, because I wanted to, for instance, you know, primarily, I guess, uh, overarchingly, what I wanted to do was cast, you know, reasoned empirical doubt on this idea that World War II and U.S. intervention in World War II can just be blithely invoked, whatever the context, 80 years later, as this like paradigmatic example of absolute moral goodness. Because the reason why it's invoked in those sort of morally absolute terms is because you're supposed to import sort of like the moral contours of World War II to present day as providing this kind of like justificatory uh, basis well, I for why the, it would also be of comparable, you know, uh, moral goodness to engage in interventionist well, policy. I think the logic, I, I think that, that's not a well-founded sort of historical well, analogization. The logic is that it was good for America to intervene in World War II and that it's also good for us to provide aid to Ukraine. And the only reason you would invoke that comparison here and indicate that it was not entirely good for us to intervene in World War II I mean, the parallel here, since you oppose U.S. aid in Ukraine, if I understand you correctly, would that you don't want to, you think we shouldn't have intervened in World War II. So do you think we should have? Because if you think we should have intervened in World War II, then could I not just say, oh, well, then the parallel remains, even if it was morally complicated, it's still good for us to provide aid to Ukraine. Well, here's one of the key points that I make on exactly what you're raising. And it's interesting because a lot, uh, most people don't seem to be very familiar with this history. And not only is it just interesting unto itself to familiarize yourself with, but it's actually very pertinent now and timely. Um, so when people talk about U.S. intervention in World War II, you know, if you're not like a World War II historian or you haven't done like a systematic review of the World War II related literature and you just kind of consume popular conceptions of World War II, probably what you think is that the U.S. went to war after Japan attacked Pearl Harbor on December 7th, 1941, right? That's the basic, you know, structure of the but rendering that's, that most people have in their heads. And that's just have done accurate. That. Well, but, but hold on, this, this, the, the whole point was- No, 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 wait, wait, Michael. Yeah, the whole yeah. point here, because this is why the initial comparison was hold drawn- Hold on what? Hold on, 
let's like focus on the point, which is whether okay. or not our intervention is good. In World War II, most people, everyone except the Nazis really, say yes. And now, today, most people, except for some groups, say yes with Ukraine. So do you well, think our intervention in World War II was good or not? I recognize well, first, the historical... Well, it's, not, it's, it, 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 it's historically inaccurate that everybody, except the Nazis, thinks Michael, that U.S. intervention in World War II is like just universally good. This is the time I've the asked you. prominent socialist in the United States. It's a yes, and no... The, in the early Michael, to mid-20th century, yes, disagrees with that. No question. Please just answer. No, Do because, you think the, the, the U.S. Wow, I mean, these, uh, should have intervened? I, no, this isn't me being combative. But, like, you, you hey, are but, very but, actively but, avoiding but that, this but, question. Wait. It's not conducive to a simple yes or no answer. It just simply isn't because you're leaving out enormously critical context that needs to be elucidated and even though, to begin approaching answer the, answer the question. No. This is not me dodging the issue. This is what I spent, you know, 10,000 words you know, expounding upon okay. in the article that if people and are interested in watching it, they can go the look up. the context that um, you looked through, what was the conclusion you arrived at for the validity well, the, of our intervention? Here, here was the conclusion that I arrived at. And I spelled it out in as clear as English as I could. What I'm rejecting is not that U.S. intervention into World War II was good because that's like a counterfactual, almost sort of what seems to be sort of like a lazy, knee-jerk type argument. I'm not making that argument. I'm making arguments that relate specifically to the present day and, and the moral valence that is ascribed to these World War II analogies that get imported into present-day debates. And one reason why I'm, I'm rejecting that this notion of World War II as this paradigmatic example of absolute goodness as relates to U.S. military intervention, uh, uh, there are a couple of reasons. A huge one, and I'm sort of curious what you think about this, and we can sort of connect it to what's going on now. A huge one is there was a genuine, uh, indisputable, even people who were ardently pro-Roosevelt, even people who were ardently pro-intervention, meaning they were agitating for the U.S. to intervene militarily in World War II contemporaneously and afterwards. There's basically universal acceptance that there was a massive campaign of state deception undertaken by the Roosevelt administration, by the military brass, uh, even to some extent by the Congress, to conceal from the public the true nature of U.S. military intervention well before Pearl Harbor, so well before the point at which most people just kind of popularly assume the U.S. entered the war, right? So the U.S. enacted this massive arms provision program, Lend-Lease, that's, by the way, been revived as of this past which, April. Which, with which I agree Ukraine. with, which I'm fine okay. with. Okay, yeah. Um, and Lend-Lease was sold to a war-weary public, because remember, World War I was largely considered on a bipartisan basis Michael, to have been a disaster. I'm, I'm getting to the point. We're but so, talking... But, but wait, no, but, but uh, what, is the point going to be a yes-no answer to the question? The point, the, the, the point is that given that massive campaign of state deception that was fundamental to the means by which the U.S. entered the war, I'm saying that fact means that a binary yes or no answer, so that, that fact explains or helps explain why I'm not willing to say just a flat yes to your question to me, because that would, be, that would necessitate saying that, yes, it's just absolutely morally good for the government to undertake an extensive protracted campaign oh, wait, wait, of Michael, deception Michael, to bring a country wait, to war. And I don't, wait, Michael, I don't Michael, tend to endorse Michael. that. No, it isn't. You yes, it can is. say 
I think it's good that we intervened, but I disagree with some things we did. You can say, overall, I think our intervention in World War II was a good thing, but I don't agree with all the behaviors our government engaged in. That is a, not only is that a reasonable position to take, it's mine, but also, okay. it's like the way a normal person would think about it. Nobody, nobody would think, because I agree with the U.S. intervening in World War II, I'm therefore endorsing every single thing the government did over okay. that just, just curiosity, though. I mean, just stipulating that I'm basically right in, in explaining this deception campaign, and you don't have to take my We're word not, for it. Nobody here is talking life. about a deception you, campaign. Like, We're talking well, about whether the intervention that? was justified. How do you view that in moral terms? I'm talking about the intervention as a whole. No, but, but, but the state no, deception that, no, 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 no. how do you view that wait michael yeah. we're talking about the moral value of intervening to fight the Someone nazis the moral value of state deception to bring a country into war wait bring a country i'm sorry do you wait do you think the u.s started the war no here's what i'm saying but you're US doing it right now so this war, right here it's wait wait, wait 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 michael 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 this is why, because I called you a weasel the last time we talked, and nothing has really changed. You it's deny. Not, so wait, 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 wait. You deny. You, de you deny the parallel between the World War II intervention and today. But what you're trying to do is imply that parallel. What you're doing right now is going like, well, how can we really say intervention is good or not when there's all this deception behind the line? Hold on a second. I'm not denying that any parallel could reasonably be drawn. There actually are some potentially plausible parallels. The parallel or the analogy that I am um, rejecting is the importation of the moral valence of U.S. intervention to World War II as though it's just this paradigmatic example of absolute goodness into present nobody, day. That's what nobody is talking about. So, Michael, you're doing it again. Nobody is talking about intervention in World War II as a paradigmatic virtue of moral goodness. We're just oh, talking about whether it was. I am talking about whether it was good generally or bad generally. That if you could flip the on-off switch on U.S. military intervention in World War II, would the world be better if we hadn't done it? Not was Which, everything again, we did during it good. The point that I was trying to get you to address respectfully, which is that, I mean, how do you feel? Well, let's say that you believe I don't know enough about the specifics. How do you view the state deception that was integral in bringing U.S. intervention to World War II about? I don't know the specifics of what you're referring to, and I don't have a reason to trust your characterization of it. Okay, I mean, this, it's, it's all main, totally mainstream literature. That's fine. I mean, I'm glad we anywhere. went and fought the Nazis. Even if the government lied, I'm glad we went and fought the Nazis. Even if the government that. lied. Oh, if the, okay. Well, then the cool. government, yeah, if the government well, that's lied. Where you differ. Well, that's where, that's where you and I differ. Because if the government lies, or, you know, I don't even use the word lie, because it's sort of So wait, if the government lies, so you should let the Nazis win? If the government undertakes a sprawling campaign of deception to bring... A country or bring the United States into a war by entry into which, by the way, was largely opposed. But they declared a war um, on us. And, and I'm not willing to just give a yes or no, you know, binary, but morally absolute endorsement to that practice. They, nobody's doing that and nobody's talking well, about yes. this. Also, do. they declared war on us. Michael, 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 you're talking war. You're talking to me. Okay, right. so if you're not willing to directly answer whether stopping the Nazis was a good or a bad thing, we can move on to other talking points. But this, like, some of the assumptions you're making here are, are delusional. Like, 
supporting the intervention means that you're treating. Wait, Michael, factual historical record. Michael, nobody here is claiming that if an intervention was good, that necessarily means that everything the government did leading up to it was good. Nobody's even thinking that. State deception in particular. Let's say it did happen in World War II. Let's just stipulate that. You realize they declared war on us, right? Sorry? They declared war on us. You realize that, right? Who did? Japan and Germany? Yeah, the whole point of what I'm getting at here is that U.S. intervention into World War II, and maybe you should familiarize yourself with the record. It's pretty illuminating. It was well underway before that, months and months and months, at least before those formal declarations of war. Because as you might be aware, the U.S. doesn't enter warfare strictly by virtue of a declaration of war, like there was no declaration of war in Vietnam or Korea or Iraq, etc. right? So a similar thing happened prior to Japan and Germany. We did a Vietnam. In the United States in 1941. And if you're not familiar with that record, I'm happy to share the materials no, with you. Michael, you you'll just, probably just find say, it interesting. Just say, what did we do? Like, we sold weapons? We're allowed to do that. That's well, no, not I'll, war. I'll, I'll tell you a couple. I mean, it, I'll tell you a couple things we did. And here's a, tell, a thing that we did that led the... This is, I mean, none of this is fringe. This is what's so amazing Michael. about it. And it's what's so amazing why it's so omitted from the popular consciousness. The, the military affairs editor of the New York Times, okay, in September 1941, so well before Pearl Harbor, he said that the United States entered the European War in July of 1941. So what about did we six do? months before Pearl Harbor. I'll tell you that right now. Franklin Roosevelt secretly ordered the U.S. military occupation of Iceland and sending a, convener, uh, a expeditionary convoy into a German war zone. That military occupation, and it's, I'm not even being a pejorative, uh, using a pejorative to call it a military occupation. That's what the U.S. Navy classifies it as in its records. Um, pursuant to that occupation and pursuant to Len Lease, which had already been enacted in March, Roosevelt wait, how, wait, how is that war? naval warfare against Germany, thus bringing the U.S. into active combat with Germany for the first time. And again, this was well, well, well before what? the formal declarations of war that came wait, in how, well, First of all, how was that first one war? We have the right to move our troops over? Well, I mean, the United States had never in its entire history sent Who U.S. Cares? military forces. Wait, how, wait, to, how is that? Well, Wait, how is that joining the war? We wanted to protect shipping lanes. Okay, so if a U.S. naval Navy vessel initiates an attack on an enemy Navy, so Iceland, Iceland cooperated with us. They no, were no, 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 no. They didn't. Actually, they did. They did. They didn't. The the British had initially occupied Iceland. Yes, and the U.S. And then, for the British, and it was done under protest. And then once the U.S. got in, it's true that Iceland, you know, sort of uh, uh, reconciled itself to the uh, occupation, but it was not endorsed by Iceland ever. moving some troops over to Iceland with the cooperation of Iceland. So so wait, Michael, Michael, so as as is your goal, mind you, we are 50 points away from the main point. and and, And as I expected, like this is a nothing burger. Moving troops to a neutral island is not beginning the war. And even if this was the case, this has nothing to do with intervention to stop the Nazis. Michael, 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 I am am unwilling. Wait, wait, Michael, Michael, 
you already, if you can't answer basic yes, no questions, and everything is going to be this infinite fractal tree where you try to convince me that intervention was implicitly bad by misrepresenting I history. I don't, I don't have to choose between Why yes or no don't we talk like about the modern day? If, if, tree, if we are incapable of engaging in sort of um, associated discourse, then let's talk directly. I mean, do you, you think Russia you should have invaded Ukraine? Because no, you, you, you brought up something. I have to just quickly finish the point. You may not be aware of the historical record, which I'm is aware fine. Of everything. Are not. Okay, are you aware then that on the orders of Franklin Roosevelt, starting in September of 1941 into October, three incidents of naval warfare were initiated by the United States by the United States against Germany in the waters around Iceland, where Roosevelt had sent secretly a military occupation force, thus initiating active warfare. Uh, wait, uh, you, you, the you mean in theater. the oh, waters, yeah. you mean in the waters of Iceland where German vessels were trespassing? Well, whether they were trespassing, of course they were trespassing, it was an active <laughs> war zone, that's the whole point. Okay, so no, it's not us initiating when they go well, over to a neutral actually, country. And I, No, Michael, 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 I'm not interested if, in this if, World if War II revisionism. If it's an attack against ship two, if, if ship one is part of a navy that goes halfway around the world and then initiates an attack on ship two, that's they an didn't, initiation. Wait, they didn't go halfway around the world. It was Iceland that cooperated with us. Iceland was a neutral country. We had troops stationed there. From New York to Iceland. Michael, we had permission to be there. They entered Iceland's no, waters. No, they, it, was, it seems like a skill issue. They should have there not no done that. To be, I mean, this is, be there. I, mean, I don't, I don't understand what the purpose of this revisionism is outside of Nazi apology. Here, These are basic facts. Let's, let's move to the current day. We're, this we're racing ahead. That people toss around when they can't reckon with the actual record. We're racing That's ahead 80 years. We're racing ahead 80 years, okay? So okay, let's Russia invades Ukraine. I yeah. think it's bad that they did that. The very first thing, look it up, look up the tweet yourself, February 24th, or maybe it was February 25th, you know, late at, you know, early in the morning. The absolute very first thing I said when the invasion was launched by Russia on February 24th was, and this was sincere, this wasn't me just like uh, covering my bases or something, uh, because I actually am uh, on principle, or up, uh, there's never been a, an instance that has caused Michael, me to what are the tweets say? principles after it, of aggressive, the launching of aggressive war. And so the very first thing I said when the war was launched was, you know, and I, I don't usually do like a moralizing tone, but I made what an exception here and I did it in moral terms. Okay. So I'm glad we agree. I opposed it. I've never supported the Russian invasion of Ukraine. The very first comment I made about it once it was launched was a moral condemnation. I'm okay. I'm glad we agree on that. So because we oppose the invasion of Ukraine, we're both happy that Ukraine is able to defend itself, right? Well, there, there's the leap that doesn't follow from being more, morally condemnatory of an aggressive invasion and then saying, oh, yeah, by the way, the U.S. ought to send about, you know, at, at this point, $70 billion worth of what they call aid to Ukraine, which yes. is, you know, basically just subsidizing their entire military and sending ever and ever greater caliber of yes. weaponry. Um, you can make it sound scary if you want. We're fully in favor of this. It's, it's, it's in every sense good for the U.S. to uh, operationally coordinate 
the entire war effort. That's somehow just good. And we should Uh have no further thoughts about that, except in this binary sense of just saying, oh, yeah, good. And then just repeating it over and over. Like You can think about it if you want. Michael, Um, you're like sewing over something everyone here agrees. Thank you for agreeing with us. Yes. The United States is the most powerful country to have ever existed. Well, yeah, I mean, and with our help, multi- Ukraine will stand. The multi version of just saying good, 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 good to a complex pol- set of policy issues. Well, then wait, you're, you're the that's one who facetiously you. started doing a silly voice and making fun of my I positions. I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. Um, I get worked up. I, just, I mean, I, so, yes, it's about, I think it's, it's about good. The issue. Okay, I so let, let's try. Maybe we can, we can work from basic complexity, okay? Okay, yes. So if Russia invaded, and it's bad that they invaded, it must necessarily stand that it would be good if they ha- wouldn't have invaded, right? Because if the, if the invading is bad, then not invading must be the preferable, right? So if that's what you want, the outcome of not invading is one in which Russia maintained its pre-invasion borders and Ukraine maintained its pre-invasion borders. So the other way we can get that now that the invasion actually has happened is with overwhelming firepower, which thankfully we have the money and the means to send Ukraine. And thanks to us, they seem to be able to do it. Given enough time, it genuinely seems like Ukraine will be able to restore its pre-2014 borders before the annexation of Crimea, which is good because we both disagree with the Russian invasion. We must agree with the Russian invasion losing, especially since Ukraine actually has the means of bringing this about, no? Well, I mean, you nicely articulated a common understanding of how to interpret the situation. So what will happen is mo- most people who are, you know, other than the genuinely pro-Russia, you know, partisans out there, which obviously, obviously exist, I'm always called a pro-Russian partisan or a Putin apologist or whatever, every, every a name under the sun to that effect. Um, I guess, you know, my having condemned in moral terms the initiation of the invasion doesn't, uh, you know, save me from that accusation in any way. So what are you going to do? Um, but anybody who like basically just uh, follows a sort of simple moral instinct and expresses opposition to the moral justifiability of Russia what having lost the position. That's hold on, I'm I'm explaining it. That's then fallaciously kind of leveraged to say, okay, therefore, because you have an initial moral opposition to the launching of the war itself, that means you're somehow kind of eternally obligated to support every pro-war or pro-intervention measure that the United States, NATO, or whomever decides to launch. And that's not a logical leap that I would contend is at all adequately founded on any kind of basis of logic. between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, supplying Sorry? arms to one side in a war is not the same as joining that war. If that was the case, then, well, peop- nations have been supplying weapons to allied nations for literally as long as countries have existed and before the idea of the oh. modern state. This goes back to like imperial days. So the well, idea that supplying for, arms for quite to a an while. ally is some kind of faux pas just doesn't make sense to me. If we do well, not I mean, support Russia's war effort, we should support Ukraine's. Wait, okay, so... Uh, I don't. I don't know if you're aware of this or if you saw this news item. Now, of course, a lot of people had speculated that there. It seemed likely that there were U.S. special forces on the ground in Ukraine. I've uh, seen no evidence know, of this at all. Sorry, I've seen zero evidence that there are any U.S. soldiers well, in Ukraine. Let me, let me let me give you all the evidence you need because this was reported in the wait, Intercept just last in, week. In combat. Um, wait, hold on. hold on. In combat. Let, let me let me just finish. Let me just finish. The Intercept reported last week that but, but Joe Biden had issued what's called a presidential covert action finding 
to authorize the deployment, yes, of boots on the ground, U.S. military operations inside Ukraine itself physically. Now, we don't have a whole lot of you know factually verified insight into what really? they're doing. You can draw inferences because they're engaging in this whole armament provision process. And we know that the U.S. actually is operationally coordinating combat action. Uh, with the Ukraine of course government, we but we don't know we it's true with exact precision what they're actually doing. But we do know that they're they, they're probably wearing boots. That's probably fair to say, and they're probably walking on the ground rather than levitating in slippers. So wait, there are U.S. boots on the ground in wait, Ukraine. Wait, I'm just on. curious of what all, you make of that in terms of, of all, what in terms of whether the U.S. is involved in the war. Ha, wait, of course we're involved in the war. We've been supplying okay. them arms and coordinating movements with them. Uh, however, that is not the same as direct military participation. Many countries are involved in this war. Uh, so operationally coordinating combat missions is different yeah. from direct participation in what sense? Just because it's not like a formal deployment of like the yes. entire US army if the sharing or something? of resources and information entailed actively declaring war, then every war ever would be a total world war. You realize that, right? Like Syria well, I mean, would have been World War III. You realize that people make the exact same argument about the US intervention in Vietnam. I'm not doing whataboutism. I'm just saying that we, the we reason why that, war, in that US intervention in that war escalated in the way it did was because the initial deployment of U.S. military forces was not cast as like an official war deployment, right? We're there was not no declaration about of an official declaration. Michael, the Michael, these Michael, Michael, and, and you know, that's Michael, a similar trick to try to pull to Michael, today. yeah. The sharing of resources and intel is not the same as direct military conflict. If no, it was, if it, it was, the same. then Syria would have been World War Three. Every country, uh, every conflict, we're, we, there are different nations involved, like in 50 conflicts around the world. Every country would have belligerent lists that would run down the entire length of a Wikipedia scroll bar. Obviously, things aren't treated that way. If you want to pretend that us coordinating intel and offering weapons is direct U.S. involvement, then fine, that could be your special definition, and I'll go with well, it because I'm fine. I mean, whether you want to call it direct involvement or operational coordination then I'm of fine Ukraine's with it. Then I'm fine. Then I'm, I'm those I agree things. It's not the same. Um, that's sort of a, you know, that would be a ridiculous over some Also, I'm looking equation. at the article that you referenced, and what no, is no, this? No, let me say, let me, Secret let me just U.S. Make ops in Ukraine are being conducted under a presidential covert action finding current and formal uh, former officials said this intercept article doesn't cite any specific officials they just say current and former officials what am i, I supposed think to make of is not reliable in its reporting um it varies also why would they not cite anything here they're just saying like people well, say it's very sensitive information so you know under those narrow circumstances oftentimes journalists conclude that it's justified to use anonymous sources yeah i, I actually am going to say that i'm going to doubt the intercept but in narrow cases like this there can be a justification for it okay well in this case i'm going to say that i won't believe it until more credible info backs it up um a former CIA officer told The Intercept that Biden's use of the pre-existing finding had frustrated some intelligence officers who believe the U.S. involvement should be. Um, there's like, I, I could have typed cool. this. So you, don't think, so you think The Intercept is just so journalistically delinquent that they I've would have, tons they, of some just random guy on the internet would have sent them something and they would just print it without even doing any kind of checking or corroboration? Wait, I've had huge disagreements with The Intercept before, 100%. Yeah, I don't trust them that much. On, you know, uh, on factual issues, meaning like you accuse them of fraudulent reporting? I didn't say fraudulent reporting. I said or I disagree reporting. with their reporting. They false might have, reporting? 
I don't understand why what I'm that's saying is so difficult fact. for you to understand. I don't fully well, trust you're saying them. You're saying the factual reporting is not credible enough to go yes, off. Yes, so I I'm doubt just... their full credibility. I need more evidence before, like, I'll okay. just believe like some crazy well, shit. The problem is, it's being strenuously concealed. I mean, that's part of the point. Okay, it's very, it's very special top secret. Of this info. U.S. war operation, if you want to call it direct involvement or operational coordination or what have you, one of the problems with it, at least so far as I've seen, is an extreme lack of transparency or at least actual imposition of secrecy. So again, since you're so good at moving away from the point at hand here, well, what's the point I, I think moved it's away from? good that Ukraine can defend itself against okay. a bad invasion. Even if it requires... Like, say, U.S. state allies, to achieve Allies it. aiding them, yes. I like it when allies work together. It's like a power but, but, of friendship it, anime. It involves some state deception on the part of the U.S. What okay deception? Wait, for, wait, first of all, I want to be clear, because you're very selectively weaponizing this. Literally all oh. international discourse between nations involves degrees of secrecy for national security reasons. This has always been the case and always Ooh. will. Under capitalism, under capitalism, socialism, feudalism, nations are always going to have stuff that's deemed top secret. It's just the way that stuff like this works. Military operations, whether they're uh, well, Biden but, authorizes military operations in Ukraine. That's just the way it goes because states like so to wait, keep Michael, secrets. So wait, please stop getting upset. I'm stating I'm a fact not, right I'm now. Not, so, okay, do you disagree with the fact? that all nations require some degree of secrecy when it comes to international and military operations. All the, like, I, that is a fact of large, just any kind of operation. I, well, I mean, only an idiot would disagree that states uh, employ secrecy in the conduct of their military operations or their intelligence. Okay, so, so we agree but this is a universal factor. Whether it ought not to be ascertained whether, for example, Joe Biden Michael, why can you never just answer a question? Into, Michael, into, you, Michael, uh, Ukraine Michael, from the public. Michael, once yeah. more, you agree that this is a just an inevitable thing that nations do, and that with no exceptions, every nation has engaged in some degree of secrecy when it comes to military, international, geopolitical engagement. There are various reasons for doing so. I'm not saying all of them are good or justified. I support journalistic transparency, but you agree this is a literally ubiquitous thing. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert on every country in the world. Michael, you can, um, are you the country? That, it's like so a on, Romani curse keeps you from the, answering. The, the, yes, no questions. I'm going to answer. Wait, just then answer the now, comma, then clarify. Yes or I'm no. Not, I'm not doing a yes or no thing like uh, <laughs> I, in an it's a curse. Okay. I can I can answer questions without any three sentences. It is a, a yes no a question. Thing. You can so it is actually yeah, possible yes no to question. give a yes no it, answer what, and then clarify. I'm most familiar with. It's true. That's often entailed an enormous amount of deceit in its conduct. So yeah, that does appear to be a seeming inevitability of U.S. policy, which is all the more reason why maximum transparency should be striven toward in, in, as regards this Ukraine intervention. Okay, so once more, now yeah. that we've acknowledged that there's always some degree of secrecy when it comes to the exact kind of operations we're talking about, we can stop bringing up the secrecy as evidence that it's somehow bad. What we're talking about is the actions <laughs> itself. Michael, sleep you just I am made, but, uninterested yeah. in, in you like deflecting from 
every question with like you can't okay me okay just because i don't capitulate to your yes to or my no questions hands. yes to yes to, to answering my questions two sentences not capitulating to answering questions is a synonym to deflection uh, yes, don't question that for, for it with an answer that's not conducive to a one literally one word yeah that's a that you would be can a capitulation answer with a yes or a no and then clarify it for more info I've done that multiple times. Like, yes, I'm in support of the U.S. providing aid, comma, because X and Y. Like, that's how people talk when they move their mouths. They can say words that add I substance don't think people, to I don't words. think most people talk when they're, like, just talking and they want to, like, People don't answer yes, no questions. They all of a sudden introduce ultimatums where it's like, yes or no. Respond yes or no. That's not usually how people talk. At least oh, people don't, people don't people. ask yes, no questions and get, get weirded well, out when you refuse to answer them. Like, all of a sudden introduce these, like, ultimatum-style yes or no demands to, I, like, remove any potential elaboration on the subject, which is kind okay. of ridiculous. Uh, well, well, so you're not being removed potential elaboration. I'm saying you can follow the yes or no up with additional okay. info elaboration okay. i will say no comma the tendency of states especially the united states which i'm most familiar with the, with the foreign policy of to uh, impose secrecy as pertains to its military operations or its intelligence operations no to me that does not n-o-t uh, have anything to do with justifying somehow the legitimacy of the operations today, uh, nor does it prevent, no, nor should that the, the tendency of states to impose such secrecy somehow uh, uh, diminish the imperative to adequately uh, ascertain the reality of what the U.S. military operations okay. are. Or, and I fully agree. I'm fully in support of journalistic transparency okay, and getting as much info as we can. Uh, so my primary concern here... should publish the uh, finding of co uh, the uh, presidential covert action finding that he... So yeah, I, I looked through that article. He should publish it, right? I don't even think the article says what you think it well, says. It talks oh, about amending it a carefully. previous... What you think it says? Are you, have you read it before the stream? I just I just read it right now while you were... Oh, so you live on the stream. stream. Okay. I read it prior to being on a YouTube on a Twitch That's stream. That's very impressive. So, I, I'm, I'm aware so, that it says Biden so, issued a, uh, it's effectively an order. It's called a presidential covert action finding, where it's like a written statement um, authorizing uh, certain secret military operations. In fact, interestingly, one of the most notorious Michael? examples of this ever being done was in 1985 when Ronald Reagan signed a, a the exact same type of Michael. order to initiate you know what were then technically illegal transport of weapons to Iran Iran Contra affair as later became to be known so there you care. go um that's what that what, what you don't care about what about secret US military operations no. I do that's no, you're fully correct right now I don't because we're talking okay. about an ongoing war where people are right. dying and I care about so whether Ukraine wins or now. loses that war so if, if, if that finding, if you that, ever if just that, stick to the exist, topic, and you could tell Biden release it or don't, you would say don't release it. What, Tracy? All, if, if the, the only article that I've seen here is something with action finding. It's an Biden, intercept article with no sources. So let's Michael, say that does exist. Michael, Michael, please, Michael, would you Michael, want stop, to Michael, calm it? down, Michael. I did not say, Michael, would you want Michael, to please, it or not? please, Michael. I never yeah. said I didn't want it released. I just I'm said I like you. journalistic transparency. However, whether the contents of the article are true or not, it doesn't change the fact that I support U.S. support for Ukraine. 
I want okay. Ukraine so to win. I like want Ukraine to the so wait, record. If we could just talk about anything in reality for a moment, I want oh, Ukraine this to is a beat back Russia. Right now, according to the Michael, reporting. I yeah. want Ukraine to beat back Russia. What is your first name, by the way? I don't even know, but I'll, I'll keep repeating it just to. It's to, Ian. Uh, echo you. Is it? What is it? It's Ian. Okay. Good. Now I want Ukraine to push back to the border that Russia invaded okay. against, and. The reason I want this is because I don't like it when fascist countries do uh, annexations for land grabbing uh, gotcha. and a variety of reasons involved. So I support okay. the mechanisms by which Ukraine is fighting for its freedom. Gotcha. Okay. Can I, do you mind if I ask you a quick question? Is that acceptable? Sure. Um, okay. So and let's just, I mean, I, I, there, there's so much going on even within the past, like, Two weeks or something. I think we should probably bring it more to the present because we you know we went we were we started with World War Two and then we did you know the invasion starting. Give Let's me a yes no question. I'll show you how it's done. No, I don't. I don't actually particularly want to ask you a yes no question because I'm not trying to like impose any ultimatums on you or anything. Um, I actually want you to ex explain your views at you know in a reasonable at reasonable length. Uh, so what I wanted to ask you was, you must have seen this reporting last week. The New York Times published an article where they were reporting that the U.S. intelligence agencies had found, and you know, clearly this was leaked to the New York Times, which is pretty much always where the U.S. intelligence services will leak kind of public pronouncements like this. Um, according to U.S. intelligence services, the Ukraine government was responsible for committing and did commit a, an assassination terror bombing outside of Moscow in August, where the daughter of this, you know, philosopher Dugan was killed. I'm sure you're familiar with the incident. Yeah, Last week, so the assassination terror bombing you're saying was dope. Of the I'd love fascist you to elaborate on that. state official? Yeah. yeah. So that would have been Which, like... State um, official? Was the daughter a state official? She was, was yeah, she, state, she worked what, for what, state... What was, her, what was her state job? She was a publisher in state media. A pretty high okay, up so one she as was, well. She was, she, was, she was employed by the Russian government. Yeah. Yes, she worked for state media. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I have to. She wasn't just the daughter of sure. Wait, was did you she not? Did you not know that she wasn't just the daughter? If she was just a civilian, then I would have thought that was heinous. But no, she was a genocidal fascist state official who published articles uh, that were, let's say, um, ethnically critical of you she was a state official i don't know that to be true i have to double check it i my understanding was that she was a civilian and she was like you know yeah public uh, within like published books and it would have been like it would have been like if uh, the let's french resistance official let's, let's been... say she was a state official you would think it's dope to launch an assassination uh, if it was a state official wait you if like the french resistance had assassinated one of like hitler's propaganda wait wait I'm so like wait wait so you wait, don't ask me a question then keep me from answering like sorry go ahead yeah like if the french resistance or the jewish resistance within germany had assassinated like uh himmler or like one of their uh, propaganda ministers yeah i would have totally supported that they're not just like okay. uh, uh like an unaffiliated so civilian this, this woman that was killed is roughly comparable to a himmler well, no, she would have been like one below him. I don't know the direct okay. comparison and the relative propaganda. That and seems of the like a bit of a stretch to be based on the facts. Oh, that Goebbels, I'm aware sorry, of. Goebbels, not Hitler. I, 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 her like operational involvement yeah. in the Russian government and like maybe her military import or something. And I, I'll have to do some more research on that once we're off the stream.
Yeah, sorry. Um, I meant Goebbels, not Himmler. But yeah, propaganda. Okay. So, so, so why do you think it is then that the U.S. intelligence services put out this information publicly and said that they had w w chastised or you know, reprimanded the Ukraine government for taking this action? Um, because they're not, they don't think it's dope for the assassination to have been committed? Well, maybe I'm more passionate about anti-fascism than the U.S. government. Oh, okay. So the key difference between you and the U.S. government is you're more passionately anti-fascist and hence more inclined to openly support assassination terror bombings. Okay, of I got it. fascist state officials who are okay. complicit in, in an invasion of sure neighboring country. And I'm sure you have perfectly yeah. kind of intelligible and universalizable yes. criteria for who's a, quote, fascist who just who deserves to be assassination car bombed okay that, that uh, wasn't even the yeah i was bringing up um so so we we got so you i you can't believe this assassination was dark. we got that um why, why do you think it is then that when uh, top ukraine officials like you know top advisor to zelensky in the president's office in ukraine when a, after this attack took place in august Obviously, he, ad he, he addressed it on state television in Ukraine, and he vehemently denied that Ukraine carried out the attack because he said if it had carried out the attack, that would have made Ukraine a terrorist state, and Ukraine is not a terrorist state. Now, then, you know, U.S. intelligence services about six weeks later charge that the, US, the Ukraine government did, uh, in fact, carry out that attack. So why would that Ukraine government official have denied doing it on the grounds that it would have meant that Ukraine is a terrorist state if the assassination terror bombing was so dope. Wait, just out of curiosity, where the f*** are we going with this? I don't care about any of this. <laughs> so you, oh, oh, okay. Like even remotely. Okay, wait, I don't, wait I don't care. I don't care whether or not they're trying to do a PR campaign for their assassination. I'm fine with the assassination. What, you, you're okay. telling me that like officials will like deny various military bombings or then like pull it back and then... Well, yes, because it, 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 it gets to whether whether a, an attack like this is worth endorsing, as you have. I'm, I, I don't I, care whether I, they endorse I, it. I'm endorsing the it. Senior most officials in the Ukraine government vehemently declined to endorse it because they said it would mean that Ukraine had committed a terrorist act. And Why the become fuck a would I care what Ukrainian officials endorse? I, I thought I thought you were a passionate supporter of Ukraine. I am of Ukraine winning against Russia. I don't look to Ukrainian officials for moral guidance on my beliefs. If you're okay, trying to catch so, me in a gotcha, you're not going to. It's not going to I'm work. I'm not trying to catch you in a gotcha. I'm genuinely You are. To you're like, oh, but... can you explain to me why this one official one time said that the thing that they did would have well, been no, bad if it came the out and they did it? view within the Ukraine government when they were made to it. I don't they care. Whether I don't look to them for my ethics. Okay, okay good. I'm it's not, uh, just, like, Aristotle, so, Plato, and uh, Zelensky. It's a great PR thing because they actually did think it was dope. I don't care if they thought it was dope. I mean, they did it. So clearly some of them think it was pretty dope. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you and I just seem to basically differ on the dopeness of assassination terror bombings. Of, of so fascist state officials there. conducting an invasion. Yeah. I mean, you can complain okay. about that. You can like use whatever terminology you want. Do you, do you think it would have been bad for like propaganda ministers in Germany to get murked? Sorry? Do you think it would have been bad for propaganda ministers under Nazi Germany to get murked during World War II? Like uh, if resistance figures bombed their cars? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, in like occupied Oh, France it's another yes, no question. I made a mistake asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I need a set. I need like a 12 word sentence to answer. You know, I'm, I, I don't doubt that there could have been like a militarily defensible justification for carrying out an act like that, for example, in you know, occupied France or something. No. Um, uh, I, oh, I'm okay. just not. This, this is this a, kind a of terroristic bombing all, of, of, uh, right, of. I was referencing why I brought up the World War II subject in the first place because it always gets analogized 
Well, you just did it there to justify something happening right now. Hence my interest in actually probing yeah, it. I do, I do like drawing analogies. Of that analogy. Yes. Well, right. And that's why I assess the analogy. Right. So we're cool. Okay. So um, then uh, even more recently, we have... So wait, the, we, we, we're still the, trying the to talk image, about... Right? If you don't support the Russian invasion, how is Ukraine supposed to win without the assistance of the West? I, they're a weaker country. I, sorry? They're, they're a weaker country. Russia has shown well, itself to be weeks. pathetically weak uh, over uh, the course of this invasion, but Ukraine uh, was not, you know, strong enough to defend itself without our help. Yep. And by the way, people, I probably am sweating it because I closed my window and it's now getting hot because I wanted to keep out the ambient noise. So if anybody on the internet wants to comment on that, you know, you got me. I probably am uh, sweating it at this point. That's fine. You know, I embrace it. Um... <laughs> you know, uh, so you, you mentioned actually a little bit a little while ago, you know, if we were too kind of diligent about scrutinizing who, which state is a belligerent and which conflict, like they would, each conflict would have like 50 state belligerents, right? Um, I mentioned you know, right um, now how Ukraine is supposed to win to without our help. But, but that, that is, that's a, to that, that totally obscures. I'm not saying you're like willfully doing this, this obscuring, but that sort of logic totally obscures the actual nature of the U.S. role in particular in Ukraine. It's not just that the U.S. is one of many belligerents. The U.S. is almost singularly sponsoring the entire Ukraine war effort and not just Good. sponsoring, you know, with financial provision and armament provision, uh, you know, but with, you know, well, diplomatic If we defense. didn't do that, the, the, the only reason lose. Ukraine is even able to is, I mean, I, I think that there's a good case to be made that the only reason why Ukraine is even currently a state is because of the largesse it receives from U.S. Uh, hegemony. So it's kind of different than just like, your uh, run of the Soviet military. Union fell, they voted pretty unanimously for independence. Um, no, I mean, I mean, after, I mean, I, I meant if like the U.S. hadn't entered into the war, like the war effort or gotten involved in the war effort post February. Without us helping, they would have lost. Right. But I don't want right. them to lose, so I want well, us to it's help. Not just the run of the mill belligerent; it's actually like pretty much running the war effort. Yes, and like it's the prime we mover in the entire war. So, like intel and most belligerents in those conflicts, like uh, according to like uh, akin to what you were referencing, are not like the prime movers in the war in the way that the U.S. is. I'm fine if you, if you, if you, if you with us helping the scenario, Ukraine. There's no I war want us right to now, help right? Ukraine. Right. It's good. We're doing the good. Thing. Ukraine okay. is the victim. We're okay, helping so, the victim. You're right now. You're tooting it. the horn of like American moral supremacy right here in a way that I'm frankly, no, I'm as a socialist, not comfortable with. Um, yes, we're doing a very good American thing. American right moral now. supremacy at all? How do I do that? Well, I don't know because you don't answer any questions. How is Ukraine supposed to win without the West's assistance? Okay. Well. At least what the let's look at what the policy is now that's supposed to enable Ukraine My to win. That's, that's what How well, is Ukraine? Let me speak. This is what we're told by our government that's orchestrating the war. Michael, I, I don't want to hear about the government. I want to hear from you, Michael. I'm not going to like give you speculation about okay, how could Ukraine win? I know what is because the you US can't government answer any questions. Must be Michael, for Ukraine to win. that's what's available. How for could us Ukraine from the fact win? How could Ukraine our, win? The answer is they I, I, couldn't, not, right? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a military tactician. I'm, oh I'm, I'm receiving what the U.S. government is saying is required okay. for Ukraine let's, to pull Let's pull try in. this then. Do you agree that Western aid has massively increased Ukraine's ability to defend itself? Well, I mean, I think the U.S. is the most powerful military 
you know, state uh, on Earth. So yeah, when it, when it commits whole hog to funding a foreign belligerence uh, war effort, that's going to have a pretty significant impact. Yes, it has. when we aid so, our allies, it goes a long way because we're very strong. And since well, the ally is the victim of an invasion, our assistance is Ukraine's not a formal ally, by the justifiable way. Justifiable. Not here nor there. Not a full military ally, no. But in this case, right. in this context, clearly our ally. Um, well, we are. If, if you want to be, I mean, if you want to assert that, then yeah, you can I am asserting. It's not. It's not like the U.S. is treaty bound somehow to defend Ukraine. It's decided we are, to. We're doing it out of the goodness of our hearts, of course. Oh, so um, you think the U.S. is motivated by? Oh, was that was that facetious? Sorry, I might have. Missed. That was facetious. I don't think the U.S. does anything out of the good of its heart. However. Well, then, why is it that the U.S. is doing this unbridled good thing right now in Ukraine? It's just, you know, uh, circumstantial, incidental. Like, One, you know, if the U.S. never does anything good, why is it on the side of total goodness right now? Uh, of the same reason that any country would ever be on the side of goodness. And I never said total goodness because it's uh, self-interest overlaps with the morally good thing. Like in World okay. War II, it was in our self-interest to protect Western European democracies, finger quotes democracies for some of them, um, and right now, it's in our interest to promote American geopolitical hegemony against Russia. Okay. But in so doing, so the US is interested in enhancing and, and expanding its its military economic uh, yeah, hegemony. That's all countries and ever do. Yeah. Virtue flows from that is just incidental. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been fully forthcoming okay. about that. Yes, well, absolutely. I mean, that that underscores then that we've all been massively deceived because <laughs> almost. This is how countries work, Michael. Michael. Why why the U.S. must be involved in Ukraine. It's always in these moral terms about defending democracy and so forth. Yes. Welcome to the world. Yes. Welcome to the world. People moralize politics. Welcome welcome to birth. Welcome to the outside of the cervix in which you were told. Why the U.S. is intervening in the conflict? Well, I don't... In terms of how government officials are presenting it. Okay. I, do, I don't. I don't understand how to respond to the the realization you're having now that realization. the I'm media will moralize the geopolitical behavior from countries. I, I'm far from you know. You're you you've posited this existence of like moral goodness in terms of the virtue of the Ukraine you know militarily prevailing. It just happens to align in this particular circumstance with the United States, which in every other circumstance. Is motivated by raw expansion of power. No, in uh, every so, circumstance, you know, if, if they're that's motivated. The by that. Then it has Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and everybody else who's been hectoring the public as to why this interventionist policy is so necessary. Have they all been misleading us because they put it almost universally in fully moralizing terms? Is their okay. moralizing just false? Is it deception? What you're I'm talking about right now, and again, moving away from the point as you are so wont to do, what you're talking about right now is the literal concept of politics a lie engaged in equally by people regardless of political affiliation? I don't know why you're asking me to defend this. You might as well be okay, asking me to defend the rain. I have no idea why. Like, you, like for instance, like, wait, 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 wait. Michael, 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 can you please, we only talk yeah. so often, stop wasting both of our times with this, like, do you think it's dishonest of politicians to give the people reasons well, why they're doing things that aren't the I reasons they really believe? I asked you a much more specific question. I asked you a much more specific yeah, question Michael, than that. I'm asking you if the public that is directly justification what you asked for the me. U.S. military involvement in Ukraine right now, which is overwhelmingly 
framed in moral terms. I'm, I'm asking you, is that public deception that's conveyed to you know voters and watchers of TV and consumers of Twitter or whatever, public is that public justification when politics? it comes to government officials? Is it deceptive? Is it not actually reflective of the real reason why the U.S. government is engaged in this interventionist yeah. policy? Yeah, to the extent that literally all political advocacy is deceptive. Yes, I agree. Of course, Oops, literally deception. all. Yes, all political okay. engagement from all groups at all times engage in this okay. moralization of self-interest. It's a ubiquitous okay. factor in all political discourse. Again, like you're asking me to defend the rain right now. Why are we even talking I'm, about this? Uh, Let's move back to, to the rain. actual point, which is yeah. America, because you it's insane because I brought it back to you like 20 times and you keep finding another thing to talk about. We're ostensibly talking about no. Ukraine here when you I'm keep wanting to talk about U.S. officials for some reason. Whatever you put Ukraine shouldn't have been invaded, and we are helping them to win the war that Russia declared with the weapons and the intel that we're giving them. I okay. like that because I don't want Ukraine to lose against the bad guys, and Russia is the bad guys here because they're the ones who started the unjust invasion. Okay. I mean, most of the time, I don't really think of the world in terms of this like comic book distillation into good guys versus bad guys. That's not really very, that illuminating most of the time. Maybe if you're six and you're like watching a Disney movie, that could be illuminating. For me, Michael, not really. Michael, um, to be, but, Michael, so to be you, clear, so Michael, so Michael, wait, so wait, can I say one thing? Can I say one thing? Yeah. Comic book politics is above you. The statements you make are profoundly retarded. Just saying good guy versus bad guy think, is a step I, up from what you believe. I think the world is good guy at versus least, bad guy. At least comic books have the backbone to declare a good or a bad guy. Listen, comic books can answer yes, no questions. I would not be touting this if I was in your position because you run from any direct claims, constantly dodging to the... Well, how do you feel about the fact that politicians aren't always fully forthcoming, huh? Like, come on, man. That war in 2022 is this, like, fundamental battle between good guys and bad guys as though I'm playing, like, cops and robbers. That is above you. This is an evolution above your thought process. At least okay. comic books are uh, bold enough to take a stand as opposed to implicitly defending Nazis yeah. or Russia or whatever it is you're doing on Twitter. Take a stand as, as valiantly as comic books um, okay so, so again so because you think so because of like in your good bad framework michael you've supported every u.s uh interventionist policy everything that's been enacted by congress everything biden that's done you, you've been in favor of everything everything that u.s the united states government has done since february purportedly to aid ukraine in michael achievement of victory you've supported right what the f are you talking about I'm asking you if support if you've supported every US policy, single thing the American government has done. When did I even apply that? Ukraine, See, this is your brain. This is forever. your brain, man. No, no, this is this is this is any sane person's brain. I'm any sane you, person would assume that any general defense of a country is tantamount to a complete uncritical moral acceptance of every action taken to defend no, that no. country. Maybe I'll, I'll say it slowly. Maybe in your so brain. In your brain, which you know is kind of bifurcated between good and bad comic You just style, suggested that yours is. It, right? Can you support what something without supporting every individual thing in that thing? To stated objective of aiding the Ukraine military's ability to prevail and defeat Russia. You've supported those measures, right? I broadly support efforts taken to support Ukraine. Right. U.S. government policy initiatives.
That is how you support Ukraine from America. The, the, the military operational coordination, etc. You, you, you support all that. Yes. That doesn't mean I support okay. all 18 trillion individual actions that have been taken as a part of that broader okay. process. Okay, well, of the, so of the 70 billion that's been allocated so far, approximately, like, you know, you're good with, like, I don't know, 68 billion of that? or No, I'm, good with, the, I'm good with the 70 billion of that. Okay, gotcha. Um, so you're in favor of that that, that policy. Now, you, you'd be correct. Of giving, for yes, them. for like the 50th I'm time, I'm in favor my, of giving you, them you, intel and arms. My attitude, even going back to the beginning of the war, has been a bit more skeptical of the government. Um, and... One of the why are we why not I'm talking about Ukraine again? We're talking. We're exactly no, talking you keep about talking about we're government talking officials. We're talking about that exact subject. Are we? I don't know, okay. Are, are you hesitant to talk about what the U.S. government is doing to? We're so uh, again. What you're saying. I keep wanting to talk about defending Ukraine, and all you right. can talk about well, is U.S. Right? government oh, officials right? being trustworthy when they go on the news. <laughs> talking about okay I mean, again how, how we, for the wait we, for the 42nd time if not support the u.s government's policy michael that, i thought was the michael need support to, michael to support the for the 42nd ukraine, time right? i support giving ukraine right. weapons to defend right. itself i'm fine US with that policy. the exact right. execution of these policies will never be perfect we live in the real world not in like a hypothetical fairyland not every single thing done under a broader set of policies is good. If I felt that way, then I would never support any politics ever. I wouldn't support, like, building a homeless shelter because some guy hit his thumb with a hammer when supporting one of the walls. Um, problems with execution. On principle, you support what the U.S. government has broadly done to, quote, defend Ukraine, meaning yes. send an amount of arms and, you know, basically single-handedly sponsor the entire war effort. That's what yes. you broadly support. Okay, got it. So the reason why I was a bit more skeptical initially of the U.S. government and of the U.S., you know, of the Pentagon and so forth, um, not just because that tends to be my habit, but also because I thought there was a pretty good case to be made that once you start pouring enormous amounts of sophisticated weaponry into an active war zone, and once you start coordinating the war effort, and once, like, you start, you know, you move beyond javelins to, like, high Mars and heavy artillery, and, you know, now they're talking about missile defense systems and so forth, that seems like it could be, that, oh, that seemed to me, it seemed plausible to me, that those could be escalatory acts you know, like a sequence of escalatory actions that go, you know, in multiple directions. Obviously, Russia could escalate in turn in relation to any escalation that might are be they going to escalate? committed by the U.S. slash uh, Ukraine. And so, you know, I thought, you know, given that Russia is, you know, whether we like it or not, is the world's largest, uh, has the world's largest arsenal of nuclear weapons, you might want to be a bit circumspect about the escalatory spirals that you participate in with regard to that particular How state. How is giving so, Ukraine you know, missile so, defense so, systems so, so, so Now, you know, eight months later, it turns out that, you know, by golly, we're in a situation where even Joe Biden, I don't know if you think he's lying or, or telling the truth here, but he's, he just repeated it yesterday. Um, even, you know, Joe Biden is saying that, you know, as a function of all this policy that you've endorsed and that, you know, is like the uh, quintessence of goodness, morally, uh, we're in what now, even Biden says is the most uh, dire uh, nuclear risk scenario since 1962. Yeah, um, Russia does keep threatening the world. In fact, it would strike me as very, a very predictable outcome given the escalatory spiral that the U.S. willingly 
participated in by dint of all these policy initiatives. Okay, measures. so hold on. Michael, Michael, you've talked for like six minutes. Okay, so you loaded a lot of really dumb shit into there. So I can't really unpack it because... What's dumb? Tell me what's dumb. You're doing it again. What do you think I'm going to do after saying that, Michael? Um... Obviously, I'm leading you in. It's that opening statement, comma, follow-up thing that we struggled with earlier. So, um, first I'm of all... Piece. I'm not struggling, by the way. First of all, uh, I'm like in, in, in a war... Michael, yeah. in a battle between Russia and Ukraine, which Russia started, I don't believe it's escalation to allow Ukraine to defend itself. It's the same war with the same target. Uh, Russia just wanted an easy win, which they couldn't secure. Right. Secondly... Uh, I think that beating Russia back now is uh, better for reducing the likelihood of nuclear war. It is, of course, Russia that's threatening to end the world with nuclear war, not Ukraine and not the United States. Uh, Russia is the one that constantly threatens nuclear Armageddon all the time. And I don't think that we should appease them just because they happen to be okay. a nuclear state. Why? Because it was bad to appease Neville, Neville Chamberlain, right? Well, appeasement doesn't have a great track record historically because they tend to right. keep doing the same things after you, know you give them what they first That's a very novel planned. historical analogy. I hadn't thought of that one. I have to research it later. Michael, you're not in a position to be snarky. <sighs> historically, it's true. Appeasement does tend to not stop dictators. Okay. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. It was, would have been a horrible idea to like, quote-unquote appease Saddam Hussein instead of you know, launching an invasion do you, in 2003. Do you have a, wait, do you, wait, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We weren't even talking well, about appeasing Saddam Hussein. Appeasement. I mean, anybody who was against the invasion of Iraq in 2003 was denounced as an appeaser, so I'm just wondering what, you know. Michael, I'm that principle, Michael, I'm not saying the same situations, but Michael, like, uh, engage like with a, what I've said rather than this what about really isn't a, Michael, you're, you're falling lower than the comic book again. Talk about what I've said rather than pulling it back 20 years. France, whatever you want. That's not what about it, but I bring up something that happened in 2003 rather than 1944. It is true that this has nothing to do with that because Saddam Hussein wasn't a nuclear power and wasn't threatening to nuke. Michael, 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 you're doing it again. You're trying to waste our time by pulling the topic away because you're slimy. Michael, Michael, quit, Michael, quit running. I talked about... Oh, I'm seated. I'm seated and I'm happy and I'm uh, entertained. Michael, your hairline is yeah. already running. There's no reason to join it, okay? Listen. <laughs> you Putin got me. is threatening yeah, the nuclear war. Michael, 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 yeah. Putin yeah. is threatening the nuclear war. I do not think that they are very rational when it comes to their nuclear threats. I do not think that giving them the W and allowing them to take over Ukraine or part of it would do very well to deter the country from further nuclear threats. I think the best okay. thing we can do is get rid of the actual thing that's instigating the nuclear threat, which is Putin. Putin's governance is the reason why Russia is a nuclear threat. And the best okay. way to take care of Putin is to make him so domestically unpopular that he's replaced by another oligarch, ideally Got one it. who doesn't constantly threaten to end the world. So, so, so you, you, you'd, you'd be happy to just continue what has been the policy now for eight months, just continue escalating in hopes that, I don't know, Putin is vaporized and then yeah, everybody can declare victory. I don't think we're escalating, kind of but I do, I do support continuing to support Ukraine. Well, if, if nobody's escalated anything, I mean, how do we get to the point where Joe Biden's declaring that we're on the precipice of nuclear Armageddon? Is it just because Russia is escalating? They're the ones escalating the nuclear threats.
And does are they escalating because of any reason having to do with the United States? Because they're losing the war they started. Or is the United States involvement in the war just coincidental and has nothing to do with their escalatory threats? Yeah, something tells me that a nation that's willing to threaten World War III and nuclear Armageddon because they're not getting their way in an unjustified fascist annexation of a neighbor is not a country that we can be relying on to stop that behavior after we've given them what they want. Their behavior is initially irrational. How towing to it does not deter them from engaging it in the future. By the way, you realize that if he uh, uh, took over all of Ukraine, which was the initial plan, of course, he'd be sharing a border with Poland, a proper border, a Western border, not that little snippet of land Russia controls up in Northern Europe. Whew! No, we do not I, want I, that I, one. No, sirree. We do not yeah, want I, Poles, the fucking yeah, NATO that member. Popular telling that to like gin up support for u.s policy that putin was going to do this blitzkrieg throughout the baltic states and Poland, Hitler nope, style. i just we had i just to said he wanted to, to take ukraine. ukraine i know i know that narrative was promulgated to justify u.s policy i just yes, said he wanted to take ukraine okay i mean which would have put I, him I, at a border with poland that you know where ukraine yeah, I, is right it's western border yeah yeah it's poland's border, eastern border it. Yeah, right. I was actually there. I was in Poland. Yeah. Oh, that's great. My I'm family's from this. Poland. So good. The, I mean, I was there. So I, when the war started, I went there. I mean, I don't Poland know where you were, but is I a went. NATO country, and Polish people don't oh, like the Russians that much. Explaining that to me, I didn't know it was NATO. So if they were right up next to each other, and you yeah. have a country like Russia, which is invading, annexing neighboring territory, threatening nuclear war, I just I don't know. I feel like that'd be really dangerous. Maybe so. I mean, I, I want. Well, I fully agree that it's an extremely dangerous situation. You know, one example of that danger I just saw today, the Ukraine defense minister is at this NATO, you know, meeting in Brussels and said, you know, announced that apparently uh, Ukraine has been admitted to NATO as a, quote, de facto member, he said. Now, that wasn't elaborated on. I don't know what that actually entails in terms of security guarantees or what have you. Oh, so okay, so he was just lying, or he was just you know yeah, making he, stuff yes. up. Yeah, okay. he just yeah, he just said stuff. No, I, I miss, no, another difference between you and I so, is like when government de, officials so like charge of So wait, you realize de facto? I actually you know take it seriously and scrutinize so, it and try Michael, to evaluate it. Michael, first of all, Michael, yeah. first of all, de facto NATO doesn't mean anything. It's a treaty. It's an article you have to join. I would love him to elaborate. I would love someone to elaborate. Joe Biden, Jen Stoltenberg, anybody. It's I mean, not complicated. If you followed any of this stuff, it'd be pretty self-evident. Oh, I followed her Second of all, maybe, Michael, maybe you have encyclopedic Michael, knowledge that whatever, I can always aspire Michael, to. Michael, I can see uh, the tactics. I can see the tactics shifting with you. One quick question. I'm not shifting any tactics. Michael, I'm, I'm Michael, just engaging Michael, with you. do you yes. sleep with men? Sorry. Do you sleep with men? Do I sleep with men? I do. You can't if outsnark I did, me. I mean, Stop trying. Are you interested in Michael, sexual activity now? Why Marky, would that even be a pertinent question? Mike, Mikhail, yeah. quit being a snarky cunt. It's not going to work with me. Or not, by the way, so I'm not sure why you brought that up. But okay, go ahead. Because you're outmatched. You're doing this like, well, now I'm that it's been an hour and you've been called out for being a worm 50 times. You're doing this like, um, well, I just remember this one thing this one guy said, and maybe you could explain to me. of you sleeping with men in my head, which is not something I had been eager to, you know, think about. I didn't hear what you were saying. Anyway. Uh, I think your task might have been to plant the image in my head of you sleeping with me, because that was not something I was eager to think about. Did but, it enter uh, your head that easily? That's all it took? I had three more lineups before I figured there wasn't even a chance of that being in there. You can think about that if you want. You've been paying about that much attention to the conversation anyway. Fact of the matter is, as much as you want to run from it, as much as you want to cry about it, appeasement is not a historically effective strategy. It just isn't. Okay, it just genuinely doesn't seem to work. 
countries that make up a bunch of shit as a pretext for invasion and then invade well, generally don't stop once they get one W. from Neville Chamberlain, which, you know, anybody who's seen a World War II Facebook meme is familiar with. But besides Neville Chamberlain, can you give an example of appeasement not working? Can you give an example you know, of one working? Historical analysis here? Michael, can you give an example of one working? Well, I mean... So what about us now if I mention Iraq? Because you're talking about Neville Chamberlain, so am I allowed to mention 2003 rather than 1938? No, I'm asking if you can um, find one example of this uh, strategy that you're so fond of. If the people, if the, well, in 2003, one of the arguments for invading Iraq was that Saddam Hussein was a genocidal dictator who had invaded his neighbor and therefore could never be appeased, right? And the people who were against the war... I mean, I don't wait, know if no, you wait, that was, that's not a question it, of appeasement. Well, but that, but that appeasement was the trope that was circulated to the, color the whole but, issue. But Just the, question, the question wasn't, do we let Saddam Hussein oh, do this exactly. bad thing? Or do we, like, do we let him do it? Or do we stop him so here? So, so Michael, 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 the do? example that you would need to prove is that yeah. Saddam Hussein was going to do a bad thing and we let him do it because we decided that it was better for him to do that than for us to intervene. He did it. And then he stopped doing bad stuff anymore. But well, he didn't I mean, stop, did he? But he didn't. After the Gulf, Saddam Hussein was so committed to being a Saddam Hussein was so committed to being a bastard. Michael, 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 sorry, appeasement because Michael, Michael, Saddam Hussein was so incapable of being appeased that after the Gulf War. He stayed in power and continued being an absolute bastard. He was so unchanging that not even the annihilation from the um, from the allied forces that brought their weight down on him, the coalition forces, sorry, was enough to stop him. Can you? So here's an example of um, appeasement failing. Here's an example. Michael, Crimea. When they annexed Crimea, what did they do? What about the Minsk agreements? One and two. What did Russia do? They so, never uh, pulled so, back out of the Donbass. You, you can't give it a historical example of appeasement failing so spectacularly other than Neville Chamberlain, which is the one that everybody I just, seen I just gave you one. I just gave you one. Crimea. Okay. Yeah, they annexed Crimea. Okay, that was appeasement now. Oh, okay. They invaded the Donbass in 2014. Michael, Michael. They invaded the Donbass in 2014. Russia opposed the Minsk Accords and failed to abide by both okay. of them, failing to withdraw troops from the Donbass. All of the attempts at appeasement in uh, so Ukraine from 2014. Michael! All of the attempts at appeasement in Ukraine from 2014 onward were just attempts by Russia to delay the opposition, which was exactly what happened with Adolf Hitler. The appeasement just gave him time. What happened with Adolf Hitler in 2014 and appeased Putin? What? Who appeased Putin? You're saying Crimea was an example of appeasement failing, right? Okay, who did the appeasing? It must have been Barack Obama, right? He was with president at the time. Yes! Did Barack Obama do just what was done with Hitler and appeased Putin in 2014? Yes! That was a huge criticism of, of Obama's okay. administration. Yes! Okay, that's a, that's a compelling theory. Wait, have you never heard that, that before? That people think that Obama didn't do enough to that like... Obama pulled, that Obama like did a Hitler-enabling thing in 2014? Uh, You've I mean, never I heard I'm, that before? Some of the most like hardcore like John McCain-style ramblings, I might have heard that at some point, but not as like a mainstream... Maybe you should pay more attention. Uh, I actually think it's bad when fascist well, governments I mean, I annex territory. I attention to like uh, ardent 
hawks in the U.S. Foreign Policy Committee. I, I can, it's I, it's I remarkable how little you know about any of this. You, you realize that ever since we started Obama talking about annexation, you failed to say social, anything, right? self-proclaimed socialist saying at the time, but now if, if, if things have flipped... Michael, you have not sucked enough cock to attempt to be this snarky. It's not working for you. You can't even <laughs> intone your voice properly. Stop trying. Listen, since okay, we talked well, about appeasement, you have failed to bring up any examples. I, I brought up like up three that, or four counterexamples. The one example you brought up of Saddam Hussein was well, a counterexample from me. Obama did a, you know, Neville Chamberlain-like appeasement in 2014. I thought that was kind of more of a marginal theory expressed by the most hardcore talks or even been a well, bit more. Well, it like, sure does show though, that Russia wasn't satisfied so with annexing sick, Crimea, huh? If, if you kind of... Uh, mindset for examining these issues is like two or three degrees more hawkish than John McCain in 2014. Well, you know, that says quite a lot. Michael, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad you come up with that. You came up Michael, with that second appeasement. Russia example. sure wasn't satisfied with Crimea, was it? Right. Well, I mean, or the Donbass. Like you're saying, then, was it? You, know, you, you can't, you can't outside. Michael, you can't worm your way out of this. Every time you blunder into a topic, every time you're stupid enough to not pivot away the necessary number of times, you have nothing. You didn't even know. You didn't even know. Michael, Michael, you didn't even know that Alexander Dugan's daughter was a state official. You don't know shit about this. You don't uh, know if she, anything if about this conflict. If she the military apparatus, then I, or something like that. Military, I wait, I'm sorry, does I'm state official mean, so we're moving the goalposts now, like, oh, was she, was she enlisted? Was she in uniform at the time? Being a civilian, um, that, that I needed to look into further once we were off the stream. But I thought I maybe, I you have, maybe you might have, maybe you might have Google searched her? Well, no, I think I was pretty forthright in, in, in saying I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I hadn't fully corroborated or you could have like google searched her or sort of just looked up a wikipedia article on her or something like that i read quite a bit about it i mean they didn't mention that you know in the new york times article quick question after russia took crimea and the donbass i why aren't they satisfied just with that i thought russia just wanted those areas why they keep invading after so instead of appeasing again this will clarify what you're michael michael i'm curious well, what was the alternative to appeasement? Why just one more appeasement, Michael. Michael? Sorry? Just one more appeasement, Michael. You want me to appease you or you to appease I'm not following. No, we need just one more. Putin wasn't satisfied with the Donbass or Crimea, but if we just give him East okay. Ukraine, if we just give him the LDR and the, 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 the entirety so, of the extended Obama Donbass area, that'll be enough. So Barack Obama gave him the issue to Ukraine. Is that what you're saying? I mean, it's, you're you're kind of getting a little incoherent with all these convoluted analogies that you seem to be coming up. It's on, not. With wait, on the fly we're not using analogies. This is a direct. The Neville Chamberlain thing, which you know, again, everybody and their mother has Michael, seen on Facebook. Michael, these aren't these analogies. Companies. We're directly talking about the subject. We're not analogizing. This is a direct okay, reference to a subject. let's say. You know what an analogy is, right? It's when you compare things. Yeah, but oh, we're man, talking I, I directly about the 2014. Yeah, historical okay. precedents. The yeah. honest, the honest truth is yeah. I don't know how much Obama could have done then. I do know one thing, though. He, he wasn't like satisfied with Crimea or the Donbass. So he all wasn't... things considered, maybe it was okay for Obama to do appeasement in 2014? I wasn't talking about Obama. To be... Michael, I mean, I'm trying Michael, to understand what you're saying. You are the like, one who brought up Obama. I'm not here you to talk about Obama. I was talking uh, about Crimea not as an indication, Michael. Michael, uh -huh. I was uh -huh. bringing up Crimea as an indication uh, 
that when an abstract Michael, 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 yes, I brought up Crimea as an indication that when dictators like Putin say, "Oh, we just want this territory," and then nothing happens after, Michael. Ian, you brought it up as a historical example of appeasement failing, correct? Historical is in eight Who years ago, yes. You brought it up as an example of something that happened eight years ago that you said was appeasement. Who did the appeasing? Well, the appeasement there would have been um, would have been from the uh, uh, Western uh, nations yeah, who yeah, failed yeah, to yeah. respond appropriately, okay. including and Obama. When, was Obama the president of one of those Western nations? What the f I just said including well, Obama. Obama Michael, Michael, you're spa Western Michael, nation? you're spazzing out. You need to calm down, okay? You need to listen to what you're. Michael, Michael, you got rabies. People listening to this who are at all fair-minded will understand so, how your Michael argument what is I just gradually so Michael, Michael, on this you're not you're not listening to anything that I'm saying because you're thinking about us having sex as you brought up. Michael, Michael, stop thinking about me naked and listen to what I'm saying. I've already said this, so I'm repeating a thing. Michael. Michael, I'm, I'm repeating a thing that I said earlier. Michael, Michael, I'm repeating something, okay? So this is yeah. not the first time I've said this. Yeah. I don't know how much Obama could have realistically done at the time. Right. I'm citing Crimea as an example that when dictators do land grabs and say, oh, this is enough for me, this is all I want, that doesn't well, actually mean they're done. I mean, the United States had a pretty powerful military in 2014. He's not listening at all, is he? Action against Russia. Well, you're saying you don't know what he could have really He's just thinking so, like, about me what naked could have done that was not appeasement? What could have been done that was not appeasement? I'm asking you. I just said it's not about what you Obama could or couldn't have done. I said it's what about Russia did. You never want to talk about Russia's behavior know, but, because but, but you Russia defend them. You treat them like a force of nature. Appeasement. Have you looked into the concept of appeasement? Putin wasn't appeasing himself in 2014. The idea is that others appeased him, right? So who were the, among those others? Barack Obama. So Leo, what, Michael, what was the alternative? This has already been answered. Michael, you're going in circles. You're delusional. No, you're insane. I'm, I'm actually just trying to apply a modicum of you're logic You're gaslighting to your, yourself. You're mad. Your, no, no, not gaslighting. You're like I'm a broken record. Random buzzwords. We need a therapist yeah. in here. All no, this has been answered. So do you agree? So wait, let's, can I, wait, maybe I can get a yes, no from you. This will be powerful stuff if I can. Do you agree that Putin annexed Crimea? Did that happen? Do I agree that Putin annexed Crimea? Yeah, of course. Putin okay. seized Crimea and incorporated, okay. into the, incorporated into the Russian Federation. Okay. And at the time, did, wait, oh, please, please, we're so close. At the time, yeah. did Putin indicate like, that's enough? Like, this is what I'm answering. At, in 2014, he wasn't saying, like, yeah, I'm going to take the rest of Ukraine, too. Like, he was just saying, I've annexed Crimea because the, the people here are ethnically um, more aligned with Russia, and, like, I'm taking this territory. So at the time, that was perceived to be enough. It was framed as being enough for him. That was perceived to be enough. Perceived like, by who? I mean, what are you talking about? Michael, oh my God. Did, did, Michael, did Putin himself Putin's messaging. That was quote, enough for him? Is that what you're yes, asking me? His messaging in 2014 was right? I've annexed Crimea and I'm done. This territory. Well, no, there, was a, there was a military operation, which you know, was one of these very much smaller scale military operations in eastern Ukraine after he that. Denied, so, no, he I mean, denied. He denied. He didn't say that. Wait, wait, he, wait. At the time, he was denying that those were his people. He was pretending that that was an authentic, internally Ukrainian. That was one of the times that governments engage in deception when they're okay, in war posture. So publicly, 
he right. was like, yeah, those people in the Donbass are totally independent separatists. And also I annexed Crimea, but no more. Right. Well, I, I actually, I mean, I have to double check this because again, I'm going to wow. acknowledge if I'm not hundred percent certain of my recollection. I don't, my I don't think, I don't think, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm actually fascinated on who watches you on a regular basis. I mean, you're an interesting guy, but I, At least a I watch somebody people. regularly and they just always interrupted within like 30 seconds. I would find it a bit maddening. So I I'm interrupting. Anyone. Okay. Just, right, you're not, you're not getting my goat on that one. Mr. Talks a lot. Like you've screamed Michael. I don't know. Probably like 60 times over the course of trust me. Like it was for minutes. your benefit. Um, okay, well, so do you agree? So I, I'm not going to get a yes. No. Okay. So the lesson here yeah. is that Crimea wasn't enough and neither okay. uh, will It'll be the Donbass or East Ukraine. Suggest that we, we we wrap up and like talk about like actually today, like October, and then or do you want to keep doing? Crimea you, wait, do you want to talk about things in the real world? I didn't know if that was like a taboo subject. Well, yeah, I mean, I haven't talked about any imaginary subjects like you know, you know what would have happened if X Y Z occurred and some you know thing you know decades ago. I don't I don't bring up counterfactuals like that, like you have or I haven't done. You, you don't know, bring like up counterfactuals. Well, I wait. Hold on. No. I agree. You failed to bring up any counterfactuals to my points. Thank you. I'm glad that we can uh, uh, see eye to eye on well, that. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? Well, the bridge. I contested many of your points, but I used factual arguments rather than counterfactual ones. You seem inclined to use counterfactual arguments. Which are you know basically just like speculative fiction. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of speculative fiction in this arena. I prefer to look at the factual so, are speculative actual, fiction. There's a, there's a okay. Factual record to go on. So I, let's talk about the factual record. Okay, sure. I, I'll try not to engage in any um in any counterfactuals uh, in our conversation. Well, I mean, you can if you want. It's just going to you know probably continue to devolve into incoherence. But you know. Okay. Nothing new. I don't. I don't actually know if it's possible to have a conversation okay, about so, counterfactuals. So, 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 you have to be very October, careful about how you so, structure. So, so I, I actually wanted to ask you this before, but I'm not going to accuse you of interrupting me. It's your stream. You can do what you want. So you didn't interrupt me, but we kind of got you know off the subject of what I wanted to raise. The Crimea bridge attack, right? That was recent. That was last Saturday. Um, uh, I'm just wondering if you would say it was dope that there was, according to the New York Times reporting on. Uh, you know, a, a flat admission by Ukraine, you know, uh, intelligence officials. Uh, the Ukraine government orchestrated the attack. Uh, it appears this is not 100 percent confirmed, but there's strong indication that it very well could have was likely was a truck attack. And even that explosives were placed onto a truck. Again, I'm not asserting this is 100 percent factually true. I'm not sure. But it, it, one of the one of the likeliest scenarios now um, is that it was there was a truck uh, Brought across, you know, went across the bridge. A huge amount of explosives have been surreptitiously placed into the truck by, you know, U Ukraine intelligence services. And the driver himself looks very likely to not even have been privy to this, meaning he was incinerated, you know, in an instant, not knowing that he was transporting this enormous amount of explosives across the, across the I'm bridge. I'm sorry, wait. So the leading the, theory the is that this was just. In, wait, wait, I'm US sorry. Four civilians were killed in, in you know, which was pretty a quintessential you know terror bombing very reminiscent of what tends to be seen with groups like uh, al-qaeda or isis i'm just wondering what you think of so wait, you think it's dope? hold on so a couple of things first of all yeah. i have not seen any indication that the guy driving the truck was just unaware of the like three tons of explosives please do Okay, um, I'll do it right now if you want. Yeah. I mean, where so should I start? So first of all, as a as a proud warrior of Allah, um, I am fully in favor of uh, suicide bombings to destroy critical infrastructure. Uh, the bridge okay. is a legitimate military target. 
It's unfortunate. So the pro-suicide pro bombing stance is another thing that you and I just, you know, have to agree to disagree on. Yeah, that's called being anti-imperialist, buddy. Uh, what oh, you think, wait, who do you think ISIS is fighting against? Anti-imperial, okay, let me, I'll have to think that one over. Yeah, think it over. But, anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's one. And uh, two, uh, bridges, bombing, I mean, that's a, bridges are legitimate military targets, carried a lot yeah. of military equipment across. Uh, right. This is internationally recognized. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's unfortunate that civilians died. Unfortunately, civilians die in war. Uh, maybe Russia right. shouldn't have started the war. That'd be good. What's internationally recognized exactly? Uh, the legitimacy of bridges as critical military infrastructure. Nobody treats okay. um, the bombing right. of bridges as civilian oh. infrastructure, like a hospital or something. Okay. Well, uh, what's definitely true is that the justification for this particular bombing was heavily emphasized in terms of its sy symbolic import. Yeah, there were also references to the alleged military impact that it had, but uh, there was a huge amount of emphasis on the symbolic import for you know for, so you know top ukraine government officials like right away tweeted happy birthday putin um or the, like the ukraine defense ministry was touting the symbolic importance of of the attack and yeah they they, they kind of shunted yeah, in some military infrastructure and also justifications symbolic. for it but what's no it's 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 on the factual it's on the factual record that um hours hours after the attack the rail lines uh, resumed and so you know if, if the if the point of it supposedly yeah, was get it again disrupt military just logistics then it radically failed and oh, wait, wait, wait. You you're know. mixing a bunch of points for one like i know you're doing like the whole kremlin screed here but first of all no um, I, I haven't actually so analyzed the, what the kremlin so said the, about this so topic the, so, so okay I, I know i've looked at you know so michael, the times, michael I, don't, I don't really view okay to be a kremlin kind of propaganda they didn't organ. take down the full bridge that's fine they can do it again. There are more explosives okay. in the world. And second right. of all, yes, it is a critical so, military so infrastructure. Um, on the civilian motorist on the portion critical military of the bridge. Infrastructure, yes. right. The civilian motorist portion of the bridge incinerating for So, th so that is that that's is bridges. Dope. That's uh -huh. dope if it maybe halts rail transit for like, I don't know, two or three hours and then after that rail transit. Wait, you realize that that bridge comes that all wait, the same military you, logistics wait, can be transported Michael, Michael, on the rail. So yeah. A bridge can be, I'm just helping educate you. A bridge oh, can yeah, be critical do. military infrastructure and civilians like can also use it. Michael, Michael, yeah. Michael, yeah. a bridge can be critical military infrastructure and also civilians right. can use it. Much right. in the same way that, okay, you're going to hate this comparison, but it's direct. It's not a moral one either. Um, yes, don't, don't I, I will. Me. I will compare oh, to yeah, another I've war. Uh -huh. That's incredible. I know. I never thought you'd make a World War II analogy. Uh, well, I know you don't like it because you hate having to defend Putin well, and Hitler I mean, in the no, same I breath. Just, but, you know, so when we no, bombed I, I, the rail... Michael, why World Michael, War II need to be critically examined because they're always using these ridiculous Michael, ways. But go ahead, yeah. So when we bombed the yeah. rail stations Not, okay. in Germany... So I'm talking, I'm, I'm, I Wait, Michael, I know, bombed, dude, yeah. I know you're salty, but you can't literally just like... Whenever you're mad that I'm saying something, okay? Am you have to salty? calm down a little bit. No, um, I'm 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 uh, giddy actually. I'm I'm entertained. Yeah, no you're in like here. the third cope stage here, which is where you're pretending to not care third even harder. Cope stage. Can you send me like a diagram so I can understand the various Michael, stages of cope because I'm not familiar. Yeah, go you ahead. can't pull yeah. the snark off. Please stop. It just makes you look sad and retarded. Okay. Well, maybe Please I'll become gay and then I could be snarkier. So to draw an example, okay, not a counterfactual, yeah. which I know you don't care for. 
Um, right. When we bombed the rail stations over Germany, that was military right. infrastructure. The military ran trains for them that would bring right, supplies right. and weapons Got it. to Germans all over the country. But also they were sometimes used by civilians. Right. This was, unfortunately, as a product of war, a necessary oh. kind so of bombing to, to do. It's unfortunate, so not dope exactly. No, I think it was dope that they oh, bombed so the rail stations. Civilians were Wait, yes, Michael, I do think it was dope that we beat the Nazis. You a letter of condolences to their families where you, you know, remarked that. Well, maybe they if they didn't want to lose civilians, they shouldn't have started the war like Russia oh. did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Maybe the civilian. Can, uh, when civilian when you invent a civilian, bridge, when yeah. you invent a civilian casualty-free <laughs> way of conducting, Michael. I don't know if you've ever read like the oh manifestos God. around 9/11. Michael. But that's, you know, Michael. Like when you, said, uh, Michael. When you invent. When you invent. When you invent a civilian casualty-free way of conducting a war. Let us know, and let the Kremlin know, too, because they need it more than Ukraine does, okay? Well, yeah, maybe I'll become a military strategist and like furnish a totalistic uh, conception of war that uh, is free of military casualties. You know, on, on second thought, I'm not, into like a, I'm not like a war planner, so that's not my deal. My deal is just recognizing when a t uh, truck terror bombing has taken place and when four civilians have been incinerated. You know, I look at that. Yeah, it sucks when civilians I, I die during a war. Perfect. You know, it's it's uncanny how, in accordance, the rationale put forth for it is with the rationale put forth for very similar attacks taken by like Al Qaeda. We're literally. Then, you, know, you mean wait? You mean like war? Askew. He's just he's just he's just askew. repeating tweets that he's like typed out right now. No, um, no, I'm not. So I in, haven't, haven't so typed these Michael tweets. in war. Sometimes you no, have to I'm do things. To do with you I'm just, just going to mute you. Tweet. All right, I muted him. So to explain to anyone who's a fan of his, I guess, in war, sometimes civilians die. It really sucks, but unfortunately, the only way to avoid this is to not do a war. Since Russia's the one that started the war, I'm holding them to that. He's still talking. He's still going. He's still going. All right, you're unmuted. Um, anyway, yeah, sometimes, uh, huh? Did you mute me? No, I just unmuted you. Was I muted when I was speaking before? Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell a difference. What did you say? <laughs> okay. All right, hey, to be, to be fair, we've reached points, the yeah. point of the convo where you're literally going like whenever I'm talking. So there's not yeah, actually yeah, yeah. a point in this right. conversation outside of this sort of mutual infatuation with, uh, our prolonged suffering. You say. Yep. Got it. The main right, thing, well, uh, the, like, can we, well, I want to get when, to the real questions past all this. How much do you well, get paid? Let's, let's wrap up. How much do I get paid by who? Well, I, I assume it has to be by the Kremlin or possibly by a far-right American group no, because you were doing this defense you, run. Ian, for, uh, this is incredible. Did you think to ask because, me like, how much the you shit, get paid by the Kremlin all on your own? Did you come up with that all on your own? Because if so, you, yeah, you deserve, like, a ribbon. That is...
Yeah, really I had to wake up pretty early in the morning it's, to come up with that it's, one. It's impressive because it's about what I would expect given like the mental capacity. It can't be that much over the course of this. The Kremlin stream. doesn't have that much you money know, these and, days. Let me sincerely and in good faith respond. It can't to your be as question, much money as I get from no, the feds. No, and I'm not getting any rubles from Vlad. I'm not. Somebody's paying, paying you to be retarded, Michael. I'm, I know you no, don't believe I'm, any of the shit I'm, you're saying like, here. This might be crazy. This might be crazy to you, but. You know, I, I I don't I don't get I don't happen to be paid by the Somebody's Russian government. Somebody's paying you, Michael. Nobody's this a, retarded a, without a, a financial incentive. Kind of like validate your. You got to pay for this kind of brain damage. Um, but not not true. Uh, I don't know if you if you want to come to Jersey City, New Jersey, and I'll let you examine my tax records. You uh, offering to fight me, sir? Sorry. Or to Sir, no, I'm, let, I'm offering to let you examine my tax record so you can verify that I don't receive. You'd have to pay me a lot to make me go to Jersey City, but I'll consider it. Um, yeah, no, not the most popular holiday destination, I grant. But you know, if you're not curious about who who my uh, my pay sponsors are, then maybe you'd like to come. I just gen, I just don't think people can get like you without some kind of financial incentive. Okay, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that you think. Of you like this, you know, anti-terror, you know, skeptical of terror bombing, skeptical of U.S. government policy, skeptical of, you know, uh, sleepwalking but, into new. But this is what I mean. You don't, you don't believe any you of the stuff you're saying right now. These, these aren't these aren't authentic if positions. Being corruptly paid to express them. Every that everything that you've said is a reiteration of key talking points that get regurgitated right. like uh, like mimetically yeah. from from person to person, right. and none of them believe the stuff they actually say. Every, every like day, every day, you, you guys, you guys like, didn't, you guys didn't hear. But when I muted him, he went from talking about how the Crimean Bridge was a terror bombing to talking about American involvement in like. 2014 down the street. Um, yeah. But anyway, again, like, you're it's like just a, a bunch of talking Twitch points. detective. You cracked the case. You figured out that, you know, anyone who's wary of U.S. policy measures that maybe could Michael, increase the likelihood. I'm wary of about more. Getting, Michael, to be paid take your shirt off. By Putin. Check in the mail. Michael, I, take your you know, shirt off. Michael. Take my shirt off. Take your shirt off like Putin. Um, take your you shirt off. I, I, because there might be children watching, I'm not going to take my shirt off. Wait, what's wrong with your bare chest that would necessitate that? Very, it's very, very hairy, so it could be frightening to some. Oh, that's fine. I'm hairy. I, I wear like low v-necks sometimes, or tank tops. I've got a chest hair that goes all the way up okay. to uh, my beard. Well, I mean, you should all, already say viewer discretion advised due to just the small patch that's visible. He's wearing here. a wire. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Ian, I, I know we uh, we mix it up and we can, can be uh, critical of each other, but I actually do enjoy uh, the back and forth with you. Maybe you don't believe me, maybe the viewers don't. Um, but you know, I'm the maybe I'm a sort of a naturally uh, person naturally disposed toward debate, so I don't take any of it personally. And actually, it's helpful to sometimes you know illuminate certain uh, points of contention. Oh, so I, I, I appreciate you having me on. I wish I could say it's mutual, but I genuinely hate you. I think you're evil, and I don't <laughs> think that you believe anything you've talked about here. I think okay. you just. I, I think I think that strategic ineptitude and, is your like the name of your game. To, I don't hate you, and I have no reason to doubt the sincerity of. Of, of course not. The, the stuff I say, I believe in it, and I say good things too. No, you shouldn't have any reason okay. to hate me. One day that you see the light of a lot, you'll come over to okay, this. Well, that's where that's where I guess we also differ. Maybe we can wrap it up on that. You hate me and think I don't believe anything I'm saying, where I don't believe that about you. That's a point of differentiation between us. Yeah, well, that's fine. That would be like a piece of shit and a human looking at each other, and they, I imagine, would have respectively different opinions on the smell of the other. Okay. Um, well, I'm, I'm, uh, like it's, it's I'm not, it's not eager, hypocrisy. It's not like I'm a mark against the, the. I'm, I'm eager. The human. I'm eager to 
for people to judge who looks like the piece of shit in this situation, you know, relatively speaking, because, you know, I didn't say any terror bombings were dope, for instance, but you, know, you that's one of your strongly it's held called being positions. an anti-imperialist, so Michael. And see, yeah, yeah anti-imperialist terror bombing. I agree. That's a, what do you, that's out a of curiosity. Thing. What does terror bombing yeah. mean? What does terror bombing mean? Yeah, what does that mean? Well, I mean, when a bombing is undertaken, you know, when a terror bombing is, when a bombing is undertaken for a, for the sole or primary purpose of inflicting some sort of, setting some sort of symbolic message or, you know, uh, undercutting morale or uh, achieving some purpose other than like a mil military purpose, right? Because the Ukraine government officials were, were blatant. They said that the, Per, one terror of the bombings are when you raise terror, morale. On the bridge was to send a message to Putin, uh, to wish him a happy birthday, and so forth. Um, I didn't. So, I didn't realize yeah, the terror bombings like were when, when you raise ISIS, morale. That makes terror bombing sound kind of dope. ISIS, when ISIS, for, for example, commits a bombing for the primary or uh, sole purpose of like terrorizing a population or sending some sort of political or ideological or religious message, um, you know that tends to be what people describe as terror bombings. And unfortunately for people who think that the clearest moral imperative ever to exist in all of, uh, all of human history is that U.S. policy that? in Ukraine is good. Why do you, you know, keep US saying that? Are you schizophrenic? So, when did I say this? Um, maybe you didn't put it in exactly those terms, but for people who think along those lines, they, you know, you ask the, these billions of dollars. But this is what I mean when I say you don't believe the shit that you're saying. Like you have your pre-programmed lines. It has nothing to do with you know, what I say. Conduct of terror bombings. So, you know, that seems like something that should be given some thought. So terror bombings are when you do a bombing that has the purpose of raising morale? I didn't realize that no, so many people undermining were terror morale Or counting morale of like the people you're bombing or of like the, the enemy state you're bombing. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah, yeah. that, like, um, bombing military targets, if it raised morale, it became a terror such? bombing. Are you, are you familiar with, like, Al-Qaeda and ISIS? And those, no, I don't know I, what those like, things are. IRA, like, the uh, Irish Republican Army, like, terror, you know, classic kind of terror groups. These, these are the grounds on which they tend to commit their bombings. Because, you so, know, when the IRA conducted bombings, they generally were not, or, you know, much of the time it wasn't aimed at, um, you know, destroying the British military, which, you know, they weren't able to do, but it was to send a symbolic message of sorts. And, you know, that's exactly what Ukraine government officials themselves say is what the huge facet of their justification oh. for this particular terror bombing. Therefore, the, the terror bombing definition. So maybe you want to uh, read up on that whole subject. Was, uh, was Normandy a terror bombing? Sorry? Was Normandy a terror bombing? Is Normandy a terror bombing? No, Normandy wasn't a terror bombing. Wait, Normandy that was, was just wait. A, the the allied, the combined Normandy allied landing in Normandy and Iwo Jima was huge. And an opening of a new military. Well, it was about uh, raising the, the morale of the French resistance. Okay, yeah. It was All those innocent Nazis yeah, that's, dead. Yeah, so yeah, you're you're right. Based on my logic, it must be the case that Normandy would have to be a terror bombing, just like Al Qaeda. Well, ba based on your logic, we'd all you be speaking what, German what, right you know, now, Michael. You know, you've ascended to new like logical heights. Well, that I, I do. I do genuinely think that you're pro Hitler. I just think that you would never own up to okay. it directly. Yeah, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's you, because it's part of being pro far right pro today, or because you're anti-Semitic or whatever. But like, yeah, you nailed it. I, I'm not committing to whether U.S. involvement in World War. Two was good or not? Just pro evil. Just love evil. Just you yeah. Know, I, like no, I do think I do think you're pro evil. I do think that. Every I think you're like morally in favor of things for being bad. Most evil stuff that's ever existed. He's admitted that's it. That's what motivates me to do what I do. Again, you're. He's admitted it. This is the breakdown genius. at the end. You're the smartest guy on Twitch.
For sure. I'm not, I'm not on Twitch, dumbass. Oh, what, whatever the hell you're on, then. What, what, what are we on? I don't even know. Discord, is it just Discord? I thought we were on Twitch, but whatever. We're on YouTube. Oh, is it? Okay, good. Well, the, the, by far the smartest guy on YouTube. Oh, well, I, I would have to be here because um, people can lose their uh, people can lose their Twitch channels for bringing on uh, Nazi apologists. But on YouTube, they're okay with like oh. people, people like you being. Okay, on. we should bring on now any Nazi apologists. That would be jeopardizing of you, I guess. I agree. Let's get uh, let's get rid of them. Oh my God! All right. Well, that went about as well as I expected. I think. Um, I by the way, I I want to make it clear. By the way, okay, I want to make it perfectly clear. The fact that I went 90 minutes without once hitting the mute button is a testament to divine levels of patience on my part. Like, un untold depth uh, and strength of character right here. Um, yeah. Yeah, so my, my impression... So obviously, like, eventually that convo got to the point where he would literally, like, interrupt everything that I said, and when I did complete a sentence, he would just deliberately misinterpret it and then, like, go on a tangential point. So it was, it was kind of a waste of time. But I think, if anything, like, all of you should recognize, like, this is the caliber of evil that we're dealing with. It's not people who will just, like, openly proclaim stuff that he believes, like being pro-Hitler, which, again, he went on Twitter tirades on how, like, U.S. involvement in World War II actually made the Holocaust worse. Um, he wouldn't commit to saying our involvement was good. Instead, he was like, uh, you know, well, actually, did you know that we started it? And his version of we started it was we had troops voluntarily placed in our uh, neutral country, Iceland, and uh, German ships invaded territorial waters. Like, so, like, it, it's Nazi apologia in everything but explicit admission, right? Um, and, um, but, but anyway, rather than being open about all of that, uh, instead, I think that, like, he, he'll just, like, say anything, right? Like, if, if he's challenged on a position, uh, directly, then he'll just not respond to it. He's just very slimy. Do you guys remember the first conversation that I had with him where he would literally, like, refuse to answer anything about BLM or trans women? Remember? I thought back then he was just a weasel, like, personality-wise, but I think, um, I think it's pretty clear that, like, he, he's, he's, if not paid to be that way, at the very least, like, it's a deliberate thing that he does. Like, it's a strategy that he weaponizes to avoid having to own up to the, the horrible positions that he has, you know? But that's the nature of evil these days, right? Um, it's, um, yeah. By the way, Vosh Tracy either lied about or misrepresented Iceland. I know, every... There's no reason to ever, like, believe a descriptive claim that he's made. So, you know, not, not even, like, worth getting into. But yes, he's probably lied about literally everything that he said. Um... No, I don't think he just suffers from an acute case of American diabolism. I don't think that explains his behavior at all. Um, I, 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 to whatever degree of like disingenuousness that he engages in, I think it's either um, vacuous in support of whoever pays him, or it is like entirely 100% like far right or Nazi oriented. I have no like he he literally did Holocaust Holocaust revisionism. I don't know how you like parse that, you know. Then again, like, I've made, the, I've made the case before that, like, anybody who defends Russia here would have had to have defended Hitler back then, which I still think is correct, most of the time at least. There are edge cases where there are differences, but for the most part, I think it's true. Um, and he actively made the effort to start defending Hitler and, like, 
opposing U.S. intervention in World War II, he made the choice to bite that bullet rather than, like, let it stay by implication. Does that make sense? He chose to explicitly defend the Nazis rather than implicitly defend it, which means either that it's ideological and he genuinely, like, wants to support the Nazis, or he's really stupid and he doesn't realize that that's something he also should have been, like, strategically ambiguous about. It could be a, a combination of both. Do you think it's possible he just can't comprehend the subject matter? No. I think that, um, I think that the whole don't attribute to malice what can be attributed to stupidity thing has gone too far. When we're talking about fascism and people, like, conveniently having all their positions line up with fascists, like, over and over and over again, and just constantly being empirically wrong all the time, even when it's provable that they're wrong and they could just learn and not be that, that's not coincidence and it's not stupidity. Um... They're malicious and they're, uh, you know, opposed to empiricism conceptually. Personally, I don't think he believed any of that shit, because if he really did, why would he end that conversation with that bullshit Dave Rubin, like, uh, aha, well, despite everything, I still enjoy talking to you kind of thing, you know? Um, if he had, like, genuine convictions, he would be more steamed. But he just got more and more smug and more and more... Um, uh, evasive with time, which makes me think that his response to having his positions challenged isn't, I'm being attacked, but rather, look at this guy trying to attack me as I'm being all slippery. Does that make any sense? The smugness makes sense for a person who's, like, amused at the insincerity that they put forward and the reactions that it brings about, which sounds like trolling. Um... But it's not trolling, uh, because, you know, he's doing it purposefully for a reason. It's not just for the, uh, for the sake of itself. Uh, either way, we learn lots of nice stuff. Namely, uh, my, my divine superhuman ability to not, uh, mute people, even when he fucking deserves it. How are we all doing? He tweeted. Or did he? Of course he did. Well, he does tweet a lot. That does, uh, that does happen. Um... I'm going to be appearing on the stream of Voshvi in about 30 minutes. Okay, just wrapped up. I guess it was on YouTube. He concluded by announcing he hates me and that he doesn't think I really believe anything I say. I replied that I don't hate him and I have every reason to think he's completely sincere and has stated in Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't think he believes the shit that he's saying. How is he this stupid, though? I don't think... Well, I do think he's also stupid. It's just, you know, whatever. Yeah, I said Michael so many times there. He taught me you're the biggest fan of the Iraq War. Yeah. I think you're wrong and he's just skeptic-pilled. I don't, I just don't believe that anymore. Um, the forces, the, the cultural forces that we, that we, we live within now are so directed and so purposeful and so, um, overwhelming. I don't think, I don't think people just have, like, curiously incoherent beliefs that just happen to be more like so-and-so. I, I think that things for the most part these days are pretty, um, pretty locked in. Thank you, Lilith. The truck thing was an obvious lie. Yeah, just assume any claim he's made is, is dishonest. There's no reason to... Apparently he was citing, like, some Russian-released, like, truck scans or something. I don't... I, I mean, I don't... I don't know. I don't... Like a Kremlin talking point. He was also citing history books by cited anti-Semite David Irving. Wait, when did he cite David Irving? Saddam Hussein was apparently in the truck as well. 
Oh, he didn't cite Irving, only people that Irving cites. Gotcha. I can't, dude, when he, um, when he said that he didn't realize that Alexander Dugan's daughter was a state official, oh my God. Um, the, he actually seemed to be surprised by that information. I have no idea how, I have no, I, I, I think he knew that and he was just relying on me to not know that personally. I'm going to attribute literally everything that he does and says to Malice. That's my choice. That's my that's my belief. That's that's how I'm assigning this. It's all deliberate. It's all malicious. Yeah, she's not a state official anymore. That's for sure. Pure cross to bear. Yeah. You really don't like him, huh? No, it's not a matter of liking or disliking him. It's a matter of understanding the evil you go up against. Okay. He, his behavior is optimized for dishonesty. He's not just casually dishonest, or casually wrong, or casually slippery, or casually misleading, or casually evasive. He's optimizing for all of these things. I don't think it's possible for a human to accidentally do all of that, while also just happening to rep the party line of a fascist government, point by point by point by point by point, with the precision and reliability of a paid actor, I just think it's bullshit that anyone could be like that by accident. Yeah, professional evil. Does Michael Tracy grift like he's left-wing? Yeah, he does. He, he, he poses it like he's uh, anti-US imperialism and, and, and so on. But, you know, of course he's just whatever. Boss, she was technically not a state official. She was a journalist and activist, but held no real state position. If you're... So, um, Alex... Hold on. So, Alexander Dugan's daughter was a a, a, a a head journalist at a state-run... Hold on, let me... Where's the damn Wikipedia article? Um, Daria Dugina. Okay. First of all, her dad is one of the most powerful people in Russia, in an oligarchy. Um, she worked as a journalist after university, writing for RT, um, and the pro-Kremlin conservative channel Zargrad, using a pen name. Um... She was the chief editor of a disinfo website called United World International, which was owned by Putin ally Yevgeny Prigozhin, who also controls the Wagner Group. That's right. She literally was the chief editor for a far-right disinfo website that was owned by a Russian oligarch and the controller of the Nazi militia. Um, she was also a press secretary for her father, who, again, one of the most powerful people in Russia, um, Alexander Dugin. Outspoken supporter of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, all said the war crimes against Ukrainian civilians by the Russian army were staged. Um, yeah. When are you debating Chomsky? Um, at least he won't try to shout over me. Jesus. Vos, show us evidence that Dugan has any influence? Wait, I recognize that. Oh, whoops. Okay, yeah, we spent this entire time defending Russia today. All right. Lol, are we okay with suicide bombings now? Imagine pretending to be a progressive and not being in favor of suicide bombings. Couldn't be me. It's the cop rapist guy. Wait, that's the cop rapist guy? That's the 15-year-old who was like, um, if female cops get raped, maybe they shouldn't have been cops. Oh, well, there you go. This is the moral character of the people who disagree with me. Thought I recognized that name. Debate number two. No, no, no. Well, Vosh, you're pro Dugina getting bombed? Well, I would have preferred Alexander got bombed, of course. At worst, it's morally a wash. Yeah. I'm impressed you haven't banned them yet. No, they're fine. They're doing okay. So how are we all doing? Did we, uh, did we, did we all appreciate 
the utterly fucking worthless conversation. I feel bad because normally from these debates, I try to instill, you know, like we try to learn something or engage. But obviously that conversation was like talking with an unruly child. There wasn't really like a, you know, um, there, there wasn't really like any, yeah, uh, any like exchange of information. Um, but I guess, I guess all of my positions have been pretty straightforward. So I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not like holding out on you guys, I don't think. Funnily enough, I don't have a headache. <laughs>